0: Welcome to Betamax Rewind, the only podcast with a schedule so irregular it probably should get on the pill. Here are two guys that approach comedy like sex, lots of laughs, but there are many guys or girls that are better, way better, Matt and Silas.
1: So it's Matt here, and before I introduce my guest, I want to do a little bit of a level set of how we got here today, Uh, doing the podcast last week with Doug. And he says, hey, I'm not going to be available. And I don't like to go multiple weeks without having a show. So I reached out to my normal network. My wife, she was going to be out of town. She's out of town over the weekend, and she didn't have time to do any prep. So she's out. My son, who's done it with me before, uh, he he's at college, and he's he should be doing schoolwork. My other son says he wants nothing to do with the podcast. That's fine. And then my girl, Tracy, who's done the podcast a couple times, she was unavailable as well. So I'm thinking, what can I do? So who are my friends that I can reach out to? And then I realized I do not have any friends. So, well, people I work with, no, this is really not a podcast I want to do with people for work. So then I got drunk and I was scrolling through Facebook. And the guy who's with me today is a guy that I've done a couple shows with um, at the Funny Bone. He, I say he's one of the funniest people in Columbus. Of course, that is like saying the drunkest person or the soberest person in Wisconsin. There's not that many of them. So it's, it's a, it's a low bar, but I want to welcome Silas to the podcast. How are you doing, Silas? Thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, just keep the expectations down
2: for saying I'm one of the funniest here. I'm trying to be, but I appreciate, I appreciate that though.
1: So, you know, let, let's walk through this a little bit. What is your background in comedy? I know the first time I saw you was probably about four or five sh- years ago at the contest at mm-hmm. the funny bone. Mm-hmm. And for me, um, and you've talked about this a lot on your your Facebook feed that mm-hmm. some of the comics can be a little brutal to other comics in Columbus. Yes, yes, I, I've I've had that happen.
2: Well, starting off doing comedy, I, I've been doing it about nine years. Okay. Uh <laughs> Funny story with you. I remember we were at the finals. Yeah. Uh, I think it was pre-COVID. Yeah, it was and pre-COVID. You went before me, and you said, "Boy, you're screwed," because either I'm going to wear the audience out, and I'm gonna suck all the laughs away, or you said something to that effect, and I was screwed because nobody <laughs> laughed when I went up there. Yeah, f- I think that's because so I, I remember. <laughs> well, I mean, it carried over. I I'll say this during that time, I probably say that the uh the stage was too big for me at that time. Okay, you know, that was my first time making it to the finals, not really performing in front of
1: that large of a crowd at that time. Sure, so. So you never were, were you ever at the Funny Bone before they did the remodel?
2: Yes. I performed there. Uh, I think my first year of comedy, uh, it was at where they had the kitchen. is. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah I, was, I, I
1: performed there. The showroom is better now, but it's yes. a harder room because the other so? room was so packed with people. The way they packed people in is if you had the crowd, you had the crowd. But now th- there's so much space there compared to what there used to be.
2: I don't know. I, I actually, the funny bone in general, I like it because I feel like, uh, people come to laugh. Right. Um, I'm typically used to doing urban shows where sure. yeah. you got to fight with the bar. You got to fight with what's on the television. You got to fight with the DJ. You got to fight with a lot of different things. So, uh, funny bone, they're coming for a show. So it's a little bit different there. So I actually prefer performing at different funny bones. Um, Liberty Funny Bone, I did that, mm-hmm. uh, did a contest
1: there. So I, I enjoyed doing bigger crowds like that. But I remember when I saw you, um, I, and I think it was, and it all kind of runs together. And today is actually the 20, 22 years ago today mm-hmm. was the first time I was on stage at Funny really? Bone. Yeah. Okay. So I've been doing this a long time. Not very well, but I've been I doing thought, it a long time.
2: I thought I've been doing it long, but wow, 20, yeah, no, 22
1: years. In that time, you you see people cycle in and cycle out. And there's very few people that are still around that were around back then. Like Dan, Agreed. Dan has been around the whole time right. and Dan is great. I, Dan right. is one of the guys that has been really cool for me. He gave me a middle slot mm-hmm. one time, which was really cool. And uh, Jake, I don't know if you know Jake in Reno. I'm terrible with names. I probably, if he, I he's the him. guy that whenever they introduce him, they say you might've seen him in the Rob Schneider film, the animal, Uh, I think I know what you're talking about. I think I I know. He is one of those guys that kind of taught me what Columbus comedy is about. Because after the first show I ever did that he was at, he came up to me and he said, I wanted to hate you so much. (laughs) And I said, why? I'm like, because you're new. He said, because you're new. I don't want anybody new. But then you went up there and you did well. And from there, he was always super cool to me. And I remember talking to you after your show because you had, there's certain things, certain areas people don't want to go in. Um, and there's are certain areas that you can go into that I can't go into mm-hmm. just for obvious reasons. But mm-hmm. you had a, you closed with a Huxtable joke. That's not my joke. It's That's, that's Jr. Junior's joke. Is that Jr. I
2: think when you said that to me
1: when we were talking before. Sorry, yeah, I that's that, J. Jr. Junior. Okay. Well, either way, I remember talking to you about it, and I apologize for that. But when. When you've been at the shows, have you ever noticed, have you ever had any groupie experiences at, at the Funny Bone? <laughs>
2: uh, yes, Okay, I, I have. Uh, <laughs> me being married. Oh, so am I. You met my wife. Right, me being married, it's, it's funny. I've had women take pictures of me, mm-hmm. you know, and just walk away. And I'm like, I'm not. <laughs> I just did five minutes. I didn't do 20. <laughs> right. But yeah, I, I've had that happen. Um, I have had com- people come to me and say, you know, did this really happen? You know, because sure. I, I, I'm a storyteller on stage. Yeah. So, um, you know, they asked me, you know, where did that come from when I, you know, some of my bits and things like that. But yeah, I, I've had groupy experiences. H- have you? I, I'm pretty sure you yeah. have 22 years in here. Yeah,
1: I've had two. Um, and the first one was weird because it was at a benefit show mm-hmm. and it was at a benefit show for somebody whose husband had died oh wow and i got asked to and I, i'm gonna do any show I get asked to do but you know it was a it was a benefit show and the, there's a guy who actually ran it it's not around anymore i think he's in jail but after That's, the show is over mm-hmm. this woman came up to me and it was the widow of the person that this this benefit was for Mm -hmm. so it was her benefit show and she was just putting her arm on me and she's like i was hoping so much you were going to be here i love you you're coming and i'm like i think you're thinking of somebody else right right (laughs) but the the last time it happened was actually after the finals at the funny bone and you know when you walk out of the showroom the bar is there Mm -hmm. and if you're you're facing out from the showroom and you're looking at the bar there is a pillar that's to the Mm -hmm. the right where the bar kind of curls around mm-hmm. this woman had me kind of backed in against that pillar oh wow and she was getting really close up in my face mm-hmm. and i'm not i'm not used to that and i'm just like well i'm married and i'm ugly and i i'm thinking <laughs> you want somebody else you do not want this guy but um so that's a little bit about comedy but have so, you have you had any male groupies <sighs> um not that i know of it doesn't mean it hasn't happened it there's Definitely a possibility because you said it yourself. Um, one of the things is you take a story mm-hmm. and everybody does it differently, but I take a story and the story has like a kernel of truth to it. Right. And then right. you take that story and you blow it up and you make right. it crazier than it was. Right. And you make it more than it was. But one of the, one of the first, one of the best jokes I ever told was, I was talking about my wife and I and me, Every time she asked me what I wanted for my birthday or for mm-hmm. an anniversary or for Christmases, I always wanted a threesome. That was what I wanted for for that. <laughs> I and, think I remember that joke. And I she think. wouldn't agree with it. She would she'd say, no, 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 no. And, and then finally she said, fine, I'm going to give it to you. I met somebody from work, and it is uh, Kelly, and they're going to come over to our house on Saturday. And I was all excited. My kids are at the parents' house, and the doorbell rings. I go in and answer the door. hmm and there's this six foot five black guy at my door. <laughs> and he says, Hi, my name's Kelly. I'm here to fuck your wife. And it's like, Okay. <laughs> and it's like, I guess, you know, my ass hurt, but still I had my threesome. So <laughs> I, I was going to ask you, would that be
2: uh, a threesome? Is it two men? Uh, oh, would no. that be
1: a threesome? Well, or well is that is would be women? a threesome. It's not a threesome that I want to have. Right, 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 right. No, it, it all counts, but it's, it's, uh, I guess it's one of those things where you'd have to be a little bit more clear about. <laughs> right. But have you had the, the male groupie?
2: Yes. Uh, recently, uh, we, we were at the Liberty Funny Bone and we were in a contest and this guy was, he was plastered mm-hmm. and he was harassing this woman that I think she went last. Uh, he was harassing her. So we were looking over at him laughing. So then he comes over to me. We're trying to leave. And he's like, "You know, you're really really funny, but you know what can really take you to the next level?" And I'm like, "What?" "My notebook." You know, people always <laughs> people always have to tell you about how, you know, if they find that you're a comedian, they feel like they can write you oh, jokes. "Oh, right? you
1: want to hear a funny story? I got something for you."
2: Yeah, "Talk so, about my life." Yeah. Right. So, he's like, oh, "I just write." And I'm said, so, "Do you do comedy?" "No, but I just write." And He, so he was just talking and talking. So we, I was like, all right, I got to get out of here. I got to go. So he gets on the elevator, the Liberty Funny Bone, the, the actual parking lot is like right out, like right, right out by, like right there. It's like a garage right by the Funny Bone. You can take an elevator or you can take the stairs. So we took the stairs thinking we was going to get away from this guy. And he gets off on the elevator And he follows me to my car and would not let me shut my door. (laughs) He's like, You gotta take my number. Take my number.
1: I I had one guy do that to me, but it wasn't it wasn't about that. It was a a guy who and you've done enough of these contests. Mm -hmm. And it's not You can see somebody do bad. Mm -hmm. You can see some and you do comedy long enough, you are going to get on stage and eat your ass. You of are going course. to, you're going to of bomb. Of course. Of course. And it's easy to say, well, the crowd sucked. And it's possibly true, but you or I, as a comedian, it is our job to overcome that. Agreed. But I've, I've had material, I know worked, that mm-hmm. I just went up and bombed. But there's other times when you see somebody bomb and, they, there's a couple, there's your your presence, there is, you know, your presentation. Can you hold the stage? Even if your jokes aren't working, do you have the ability to kind of stand on stage and mm-hmm. be able to talk to people? And then there's also the material. Mm-hmm. And I've seen people that had the material, they didn't have the stage presence. I've seen people that had the stage presence, didn't have the material. But then I've seen people that had neither. Mm-hmm. And afterwards, I know I do it. I'm as guilty of this as other people. I'll go up to them and say, hey, you know, nice job. Give notes. mm mm-hmm. But this guy so desperately wanted to start like the equivalent of a coffee club for comedians. And he's like, I want you and I want this guy and I want this guy. And I thought, first of all, my, my schedule is pretty busy. Mm-hmm. S- second of all, you were awful. <laughs> and it, it, you were I was not going to say that to You didn't no, tell no, him? No, I'm not going to tell him that. The only time I... Well, so what, what do you
2: say when you see somebody just bomb on stage that you're friends with? What do you say?
1: Oh... Uh, well, if, if I'm friends with them, if, you know, it's, well, you can tweak this joke or something. Or <laughs> So but,
2: you, don't, you don't say, yeah, just didn't do your best tonight. You, you didn't do that. Because th- I feel like you know.
1: Yeah, you, you know. know. Yeah, you know. The, the thing that is awesome about my wife, and a lot of people take this the wrong way, is she's been to a lot of my shows. Mm-hmm. And she does not pull any punches. Also, oh, your wife is the honest one. Yeah, your wife tells yeah, you. Yeah, I have a hard time getting friends who will be honest with me. You know, I've, I've, no, I know I've done terrible. And people say, no, you were good. I thought it was hilarious. It's like, no. Yeah. And it I'm wasn't. like,
2: I did bad.
1: Yeah. Slow down. I did I, bad. I, yeah. right. And my wife will say, you suck tonight. And I will go through and I will like practice mm-hmm. and I will use her as a sounding board. Um, I use her as a sounding board for two things. Part of it is, am I going too far?
2: You know what's funny? My wife doesn't laugh at any of my material. My wife laughs at some of it. But, okay. Because if I get my wife to laugh, I know I got something. That's that's typically, when I write something, I'm like, let me tell her, see if she laughs. If I can get her to
1: chuckle a little bit, I'm mm-hmm. like, I got something. Sometimes she'll be like, yeah, that's too far. And if it's too far, I'll think about it and possibly either bring it, pull it back or, or cut that bit. But I won't use her as a sounding board for if something is funny or not. Okay. Because... In my mind, I know funny. Mm -hmm. And she will say, that's not funny. I'm like, no, you don't understand. That is actually hilarious. Well, I get that too. And then I go do it and I'm like, everybody thought it was funny
2: and you didn't. She'll say, okay, where's the rest of the joke? And I'm like, really? Like, let me rewrite this and then I'll tell somebody else and they're like, nah, that's funny, so.
1: Have have you ever had had to deal with a heckler?
2: Yes. I've been booed before on stage too. I had had a woman
1: walk up and was walking out and i have it on video and you can see i stop and i turn to her and my mouth opens because i'm just about to unload mm-hmm. and somehow i i decided not to so uh, what ha-
2: what happened
1: so how did they heckle you what i've had people say you suck or you know just one is like they wave you off and they get up and they walk out. It's like, now's a good time to go to the bathroom because this guy sucks. Maybe the next guy will be better. But I, I mean, I've had people, I, I think even more so than heckling, the worst part is people that will not shut the fuck up.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's the worst. And it's kind of like, what do you do? Should you address, like you, you should address them. If they mm-hmm. keep talking through everyone's set, yeah. you should say something. Um I know in my incident, I got heckled and then the guy said some funnier jokes than I did. <laughs> okay because i just to give a quick i i do a joke about knockoff tennis shoes that mm-hmm. i grew up with uh knockoff nikes they were called zips oh yeah zippy z's yeah oh so you wore zips too yeah. so you know okay so i do a joke about it and the guy was like oh you were zipping around so everybody starts laughing at him
3: mm-hmm. and
2: i'm like oh and he just kept going then he left <laughs> so nobody else got a chance to get at him after the fact. But I was like, you know what? That's kind of funny.
1: I might have to use some of that in my material. So he actually gave me some gems. And Crowdwork's always dicey, though, because you never know what mm-hmm. you're going to do. And I I will, if I know I'm going to go to somebody with, with a specific thing, if it's if, off-the-cuff thing is, is, you know, if you're just riffing and mm-hmm. you got something, you got somebody there and you go to them, that's one thing. But if I know I'm going to say I need a a woman in the front row, I will go up to them ahead of time and say, "Hey, just so you know, I might say something." Oh, do so you, you
2: actually talk to them prior? To
1: I won't him. tell them what it is, but okay. I'll just kind of give them a heads up and say, "Are you okay with that?" Because some people will be like, "No, I I don't want to be part of the show." Well, first of all, you don't want to be part of the show. Don't sit in the first fucking row because right, right people don't realize when you're on stage. At least for me, I can't see beyond the first tables. I can't at, at see comedy beyond the clubs. Yes,
2: sometimes at bars. They're right in front of your face. Uh, I also do clean comedy where they have, you know, it's a church, the lights is on. you you might be on the, the pulpit telling jokes. Mm-hmm. So it's, there's no hide. you see everybody. Uh, you can see people doing like this where they're just, you know, they got their hand on their head, just like, I wish this guy would get off stage. Some people pull out their phone. So you can see everything. Um,
1: I, I don't typically mess with the audience too much. So do you, I, I, do. I do, yeah. It, it, I will build stuff around it depending on what it is. But do you know who the uh, the Red Hat Hat Brigade is? Mm-mm. So apparently, this is a thing. I did not know this. They are older ladies, sixty plus years old, mm-hmm. who go to functions all dressed up in like fancy dinner clothes, mm-hmm. and they wear red hats, and they're known as the Red Hat, red Hat Brigade. And this is a group. This, this is, a, is a group of women.
2: Yes, this all is women. all all across the country.
1: Or yeah, I believe so. Okay, and. I was doing a show and they were front row and I'm thinking, Oh God, it's like my, my mom is here. (laughs) (laughs) And I I told a joke about probably it was about eating pussy or something. And I just stopped and I turned to them and I said, I am so sorry. (laughs) And they loved it. They were so into it. They were so cool. And you you just never know well, they, how that's going to go. They
2: probably had their pussy egg before. Yeah, well,
1: I mean, they're 60 years old. That's so true. But had it. They, they just came across as being so reserved. And have you ever had a, a crisis of conscience of, you, you know, like we talked about, everybody has a bad show. But mm-hmm. you have a, a string of bad shows in a row and it gets in your kitchen a little bit of... It, it, is what, what's wrong? What am I doing wrong? Well, the the, the
2: time I got booed, mm-hmm. it actually made me write jokes that I do to this day, because I said I never wanted to have that happen. It was kind of like an Apollo type of event. Mm-hmm. Um, it was somewhere they had they had a joke outside. I mean, they had a comedy show outside. Uh, it's called the Laugh Blast. It's in the east, on the east side kind of where, like, close to downtown, kind of where they're now gentrifying the area. But it's black neighborhood, kind of rough. So they, they're looking, you know, they, it's bring you B-Y-O-B. Mm-hmm. It's it's outside. you get getting bit by mosquitoes. It, it was a rough environment, and I wasn't ready for it. I think I might have only been doing comedy three years. The host brings me up terribly. I wasn't prepared for how he brought me up. He brought me up saying, I don't know where this guy is from. I'm just going to bring him on stage. (laughs) I wasn't ready for any of that. Right. I'm thinking like, now I'm like, okay, I could have just reintroduced myself and said something funny just to get them on my side. I go up. I tell a bad joke from the beginning. Um, (laughs) It's it's this song by this rapper named Future. I'm not sure if you're familiar. He has a song called Mask Off where he's basically talking about drugs. He says, Molly... Percocets, Miley Percocets. So I said, this is what Tiger Woods was playing when he was in his car on the side (laughs) of the road," which I thought was a funny joke. But to that audience, they didn't relate. So I started off bad. And then I know I go into my set and I said something and someone in the audience was like, just boo this man. And everybody starts booing. So the DJ turns the music on. And I'm like, what are you doing? He said, you
1: wasn't going to get them back. It's, you're done. Have you ever done that? Have you ever brought, a, I've done it one time, but usually that was when the you- only
2: time I had that opportunity and I wasn't able because I, I was going to start riffing on the guy. But when the DJ turned the music on, I was like, it's over with. Yeah. So typically I just have a rule that when you bomb, get out of the building, just don't stay around. Just cut. One of the comedians was like, no, stay around. So I was just so embarrassed because everyone was going up to him saying, good show. And then they were looking at me like, (laughs) you'll get it one day. They just wasn't connecting today. It just was bad. But that moment I went home and I proceeded to write three or four jokes, like I said, that I kind of do in my act now. And that was from bombing that night. Like, I'm never going to have that bad of an experience. I can understand bombing to where, you know, you tell some jokes, it might not get a response. But when I got booed, that was a reality check for me. Like, should I stop? Should I keep going? And I'm like, no, I'm not gonna let that stop me.
1: I had a couple shows in a row that went really bad, and i I started when I first started. I it was just a lark. Did I was you at, bomb your first time. Oh no, I fucking killed. Okay, okay, I killed the first fifteen times I was on stage. Really? really? I mean, and it was man, this shit's easy. I can go up there and do whatever, and I, the crowd. I just had the crowd every time, and what had happened was. Where would you start? Where, funny where, Bone. You started at the Funny Bone. Yes. Okay. Okay. I was um I was at the Funny Bone just in the crowd, and they had these little flyers on the table, mm-hmm. and this was you know 20 years ago, mm-hmm. and it said, "You think you're funny? Prove it." And they did had, they have an open
2: mic then? Or? It wasn't.
1: It was a contest. Oh, it's just a contest. Okay. And. You know, I'm there with some of my buddies, and I'm like, "Oh, I I can do this. I can do this." And somebody called my bluff. It's like, okay. And so I signed up. It wasn't like now where it's actually hard to get. I didn't get into the last contest because I didn't sign up in time. Well, this
2: year, this contest,
1: it was kind of it was weird. Anyway, they didn't really tell anyone.
2: Mm -hmm. It was on the website. I happened to find out through Facebook. Like you know how we all find out about news. Yes. Find out about somebody passing. Finding about somebody famous doing something you find out on facebook that's how i found out i'm like wait a minute so i went on the website hit them up and that's how i got on to the contest but they really didn't tell well it was
1: there was there was a sign up and then they pulled it back Mm -hmm. and they said it's delayed Mm -hmm. and we'll let you know and then i saw it and i oh you're talking about for this one that's exactly
2: what they did they hit me they hit me up too and said it was delayed and then
1: and so I tried to get in and I said, okay, can I get on your alternates list mm-hmm. in case somebody cancels? And they said, sure. And they called me on a Tuesday mm-hmm. for a Wednesday show. Mm-hmm. And I, I just wasn't ready. Right. And so I sent them an email back and said, you know, I, I, I really am interested, but I just, I'm, I'm not ready. And and then I thought about it for half an hour. I'm like, you know what? Who cares? I I haven't been on stage in a long time. I want to get back on stage. And I sent a thing back saying, yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. I'll 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 be able to do it. And so they'd already found a replacement. But the first several times in the contest, the first three years I was in the contest, I got disqualified every time. You went over your time. Yeah, went over my time. (laughs) I can see, yeah, that happens. And you don't know when you're first starting, and right. especially if you're on a roll. You're right. just like, I'm killing. I'm going to keep going. I mean, you don't have that yet. And you also aren't used to the light and all that kind of stuff. So then I made the finals the next year and I made the finals the next time and I made the finals the next time. And I was always in that three slot, that four slot. I was, I was never the best person. I never should have won mm-hmm. any of those. But then the next time I was there, it just died. And the next time I died. And the next time I died. it was three times in a row. I did was terrible. the same material. No, I do. I've never done the same material twice. Really? Yeah, I have about five hours
2: worth of material. <laughs> why don't Why don't you do the same material twice?
1: Ah, uh, because if I'm asking friends to come see me,
3: mm-hmm.
1: I, I think it. I it's I can't, I can't in good conscience invite ask my friends and expect my friends to show up if I'm doing the same stuff. Each time I get. that. And one of the things with the people in Columbus, one of the things that people don't like about me is I don't, I'm not hitting the road. I'm not, you know, hammering away at it because I'm not good enough to do that. And I also at my age don't have the energy to do it anymore anyway. Mm -hmm. And I respect the hell out of people that do it, but I'm just, I'm not going to do that. But I had lost all confidence because when I first started, I was just nailing it every time. And then there was a lady who I don't know if she still does comedy or not. She did this great bit about um, hardware, software, and how mm-hmm. it relates to sex. She ran this coffee club mm-hmm. down in Grove City, and it's clean show. And I reached out to her and I said, "Hey, I I'd love to come do your coffee club show." And she said, "I've seen your act. You cannot do your act here." <laughs> and i said that's that's fine i i'll i'll and i wrote clean material and i went and i did that coffee club like three or four times and i was just killing it right and i realized that this and this is a thing that jake told me jake and he said he asked me who do you write your comedy for so who do you write your comedy for that's
2: a that's a good question
1: uh actually i write it for myself and that's who you should be writing it for that's what he said he said it doesn't matter well it does matter but it doesn't matter if the the crowd doesn't think it's funny if you don't think it's funny if you don't believe in it it's never going to work right right and you know obviously you have to adapt to whatever type of show if it's a clean show you can't come in there and do your dirty show right but outside of that as long as you're within the parameters of what the show is do your show for you the Mm -hmm. rest of it will come with when you have the right material right well I'm, I'm a firm believer in, too, uh,
2: no one can copy you.
1: Oh, I've had that happen, though.
2: Well, well, what I'm saying is if you're being true to yourself and you're doing comedy for yourself and it's about you and your experiences, uh, it's hard to copy with your your life. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I see that with some of the younger comedians coming in into the game to where they're writing what's funny instead of writing... You know, about themselves. And That's I always right. ask them, I say, well, who are you? And they really don't have an answer for that. And I'm like, well, how are you doing this if you're just trying to just be funny? Cause you know, they'll say, well, I think this is funny, but I'm like, is it something that really, th- does it come from you? Is it something that you've been through as an experience? And no, they're, they have a completely different experience. So I, I always just try to say, you know, just be who you are. Try to, try to talk about you and, your experiences, no one can copy that. Yeah. But you said somebody did copy.
1: Oh no, I had, I, I was at a show and I heard somebody do one of my bits mm-hmm. and there's parallel lines of thinking. There's only so many ways to tell jokes about this or about, about that, but right. it, it's, it's the beats. It's the pauses. It is the exact phrasing. Really? And this guy did my exact, my exact, and he'd been in the show with me before. How
2: how did you handle it? I was witness? pissed. Did but you say something? I did to him? not say
1: anything to him because he was he was an established guy. He was a guy that was known in the community. And if I come up to him, would and, you say
2: his name? No, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I I'm honestly being, I don't remember I'm being petty, but. his name.
1: No, it, it it pissed me off, and I know what that's like because Dan um Dan S he has a bit that is very very similar to a bit that I wrote. Mm-hmm. It's different, but it's similar. And I heard him do it the night I was going to do it, and I just completely cut that from my act. And it wasn't because I had copied him. It's just it was the same type of material Mm -hmm. because it was all about, um, oh, God. It was something about, it was uh, an abbreviation for hot women. But anyway, so let's switch gears a little bit, talk about basketball. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm probably going to get this wrong. I believe you were a Cavs fan.
2: I'm a LeBron fan.
1: Okay, so... I, I know you probably, you've seen some of my posts, you know, mm-hmm. where I do the unpopular opinion. Oh, and we'll get into that. Actually, we can talk about it now. Your unpopular opinion really, really brings home how out of touch I am because <laughs> you, you're saying people's names and I have no fucking clue who some of these people right. are. Well, and I've even said I feel very unqualified to answer this.
2: Well, a, a lot of it is just barbershop talk. Okay. Uh, I don't, you know, when you go to barbershop, black bar, urban barbershops, uh, we talk shit about everything. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you get into heated discussions over something small and then someone may say something outlandish, outlandish. So that's what I'm doing. I'm saying something to get people to react so strongly to it. Like you crazy. Why are you even saying that? So that's my purpose. So I know I've said some things about LeBron. I said some things about. Uh, Jordan, I know Jordan's fans and Kobe fans, you know, they're sometimes delirious. Mm-hmm. So I say things, you know, just to piss people off, but that's...
1: So I, I grew up, I'm I'm 51, so mm-hmm. I'm a little bit older than you. I don't know exactly. I'm 45, okay. so I'm not, yeah, I'm not... But Jordan at his peak was mm-hmm. kind of like my immediate post-college and, you know, the whole retirement thing, him coming back. I was there for all that. I was there. I was too. Uh, I watched it all. And it was something special. And that team, especially the second team, where they had Rodman, they had Pippin, who Pippin, God, he just laid into Jordan a little bit in the last week. And yeah, I've seen that. That's the,
2: that's crazy. But, but
1: I, they're they're not on the best of terms right now. Though. Right. Well, I think Jordan is dating Pippin's ex wife. Jordan's son his is, son. His is son dating his, his ex wife. Right,
2: right. His his ex-wife. Has dated several people while they've been married. By yeah. the
1: way, but so basketball. So if you're not a Cavs fan, it, I thought you were a Cavs fan, but I, I I I supported. I rooted for the Bucks when the Bucks were in it because mm-hmm. you know I'm I'm from Wisconsin. So. Oh okay. I didn't know you were from Wisconsin. And they, you know, Giannis got hurt. Right. And the Heat, the Heat, amazing story. No matter what happens in the finals, amazing story. The hardest road to get to the finals. An eight seed you know to get through the play in tournament and then you know they they knocked off the bucks even though the bucks were somewhat whatever and for me once the bucks were out the only thing i had to watch was lebron right and i'm watching for lebron to right. lose oh you so you you're not a lebron fan. oh no no and the thing is i cannot take away from his ability from okay. his skill what I he's get done it. I take issue with a couple things from him. Um, the whole taking my talents to Miami thing. That was a a, lo- a lot of
2: people were upset about that. Yeah. He is too good to flop as much as he does. So you don't think... Because uh, there, there's footage out there of everyone flopping. Sure. Now, he has. I I have seen him barely touch, get touched, and fall out.
1: It, they all do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you think Jordan's the best of all time? Yes. And I think he's the best of all time for a couple of reasons. Number one, it was such a more physical era. You know why it was more physical? I think it's because it
2: wasn't as many athletic players like Jordan in the league. True. So I think the physicality in the game. It's
1: very tough to compare eras because it the, is the, the athletic ability is so different. The the rules, what they can do is so different. Jordan's last title, he won on something that should have been a foul. Because that was a that was a hand check that he pushed the guy off. He did, he did. And that should have been called, but it was Jordan. Jordan rules. They're not gonna call that on him. I,
2: I agree. But I I also think there is highlights of Jordan playing against some of these defenses where they're not hand checking, they're not doing anything, he's going straight to the bucket. And it's like this is this is the defenses you guys were talking about in the nineties. Now I will say this. Uh Jordan never beat uh he never beat Boston with Bird there. Okay, right. Uh, Detroit got old. Right. By the time he beat them, and then he got help from Pippen. Um, he won
1: six titles, but he how long was he in the league at least for fifteen years? I believe so. And if he didn't have a gambling problem, he would have won eight titles. You I think. think he would have won eight? Yeah. I, I don't he think did,
2: he did, but, but you know what? His team was still good when he left. They won like 53 games.
1: Yeah. They almost, and that is if Pippen says Jordan didn't win any titles without me. Pippen almost won a title, could have won a title with the Bulls the year after Jordan retired. Pippen also could have won a title with the Spurs. I think it was the Spurs that he went to. No, he, uh, he went to Portland and I
2: think he went to, uh, Houston Towards the end, it was Houston where he played with Barkley and Elijah. Wine. I think Barkley was out of shape, but he he did play there. I I I study basketball too, just as just as much as you know, like everyone else. I remember all of the greats and things. I think that there are errors where yeah. everyone's good in their air. Yeah, there, um, there was,
1: there's been some really good. I don't know if you saw Showtime the the thing the special they did on HBO is like a series about when magic came into the league. I gotta watch that one. That's that's pretty good. And then you know the the last dance was a I really good that. documentary. I watched it. The thing Jordan Jordan's an asshole. He is, and I think he kind of owns that. But he the 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 thing about Jordan that I always thought was kind of cool was he by being an asshole brought out the best in you. You look at the players that he elevated that everybody kind of brought their better game with him. And I think part of that is, you know, you, you got people covering Jordan, so it's going to give people better looks and stuff. So you, you don't believe LeBron has done that. He has a different style of leadership too. Um, No, I don't. And I, the reason I say that is because look at what happened with the the timeout that would never have happened on a Jordan team. Which you talking about this year. No, this was the one of his last years in Cleveland. The The timeout that they didn't have that ga- gave them a technical.
2: Oh, oh, I know what you're talking about. Where, where
1: basically J.R. Smith called yes. a timeout. Right. right. And Jordan also never had... LeBron put up 50 points in that game. Yeah. Uh, There's a series where Jordan put up 60 points and 48 points in two games, and they lost both of them to Boston. And I think that was the season that Boston was 41 and... Forty-one and yeah, they one they actually got
2: swept. I believe they got swept twice by Boston.
1: Yeah, like back Crazy. to back. Okay, yeah. so let's actually get into the movie itself. Okay, um, transitions into it. So, actually, I have one thing, and I don't know. Are you probably won't get this. Guess that sound, and you are awesome. This is. What movie I sent you a thing saying this bro, is a clip like from another movie. And from a conversation we've already had, it might not be applicable to you, but mm-hmm. it's from a movie from the 80s. Mm-hmm. It's not a good movie. It's a movie you've definitely heard of. You probably not ha- have not seen. I'm trying to think, what's the name of the movie? That's, a, that's what you got to figure out based on. I'm going to play a clip for you and see if you can tell me what that the movie is from that clip. Okay.
4: I'm not afraid of a little meat. <laughs>
2: no clue right is that a porno no <laughs> to me deme- no i, I, I don't I, i'm not sure what that is what movie is that well
1: see if you can tell from this this is actually from the trailer
0: Can a perfectly regular guy Come on, Leonard, can't you get it up? Armed only with your average combat Porsche, underarm heat-seeking missiles, and a foreign fortune teller, save all of mankind. And still make an 8 o'clock dinner reservation?
5: That's all there is for dinner,
0: Leonard. No coffee. Bill Cosby. (laughs) In Leonard, Part 6, an adventure in comedy. Catch him.
2: What year did that come out? Ah, uh, that
1: would have been eighty six, I think. Yeah, I don't even remember that. I, it was well, nobody saw it. It, it, bombed, it was bad. I bombed think. hardcore. Yeah. So one of the things that we do, and this is a thing that my podcast partner came up with, and I can't sing. I got, I got no rhythm. I got no flow. <laughs> I have no, no tone. But we have to come up with a song for mm-hmm. each movie. You take like a popular song and you put your own lyrics to it. So I was thinking about skipping that for this week, but I spent a lot of time working on this. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to watch your reaction for how bad this is. <laughs> so- this is you rapping. Okay.
2: <laughs> Good beat choice, man.
0: As I play through the courts in the city of Watts, I take a look at the players and realize they're all twice. Cause I've been passing and shooting so long that even Wesley snatched the my game is done. <laughs> but I ain't never dunked a ball, put it in the hole. Me, Me be treated like a chump, cause you know, know that's my goal. I set the hook and, and you bit I'm talking shit. Cause you and your home is your throat, so I I really hate to brag, but I gotta though. As a loose pull a knife, cuz now the broke fool. I'm the kind of geek no little homies wanna be like. When I lose, they be like he lookin' super, super wide. I'll take the tens and fives, living in the hustler's paradise. Look like vanilla ice, living in the hustler's paradise. Better odds than shooting dice, living in the hustler's paradise. On that I
1: ain't nice. Living in the hustler's paradise. That's funny though. I actually like it. Yeah, there were like ten different tracks layered for that and to do the.
0: Oh.
1: I heard, I heard, I heard the detail, in it. You did good though. <laughs> so, White Men Can't Jump was released on March twenty seventh, nineteen ninety two. It was written and directed by Ron Shelton. Uh, mm-hmm. Shelton is best known for a series of sports films, including Bull Durham, Blue Chips with uh, Shaquille. I mm-hmm. think. Uh, best of Times, Tin Cup, and mm-hmm. a few others. Some of uh, which he wrote, some of which he directed. It stars Wesley Snipes, best known for not paying taxes. Uh, Woody Carrollson, best known for Cheers. And Rosie Perez, best known for making people want to jam pencils into their ears. It made <laughs> $91 million on a $31 million budget and has wow. a Rotten Tomatoes score of 77 with critics and 69 with audiences. Okay. So did you see this film in the theater? I did not see it in the theater. I didn't. Did you see it? Oh, yeah. Anything? I saw it in the theater. This was uh, 92. So it would have been weird. Actually, that's weird because I did see it in the theater and I did not see many movies when I was in college, but I probably saw it. And I know I saw it multiple times on, on VHS or right, uh, you know on right. HBO or right. whatever. But I also have, se- have you seen the the remake?
2: I did not watch the remake because I liked the original. So I didn't want to... Remake is not good.
1: It's really I, not but you good. you know
2: what's funny? I've heard people saying it was great.
1: Uh, I... It is... There's some things in it that are very, very problematic. Mm-hmm. And the way that they, they they change some of the character elements in it. Mm-hmm. And it is... Uh, I just... I, I found it very, very bad, especially compared to this one. I And I going into watching this movie again to talk about it, my I had very, very fond memories of watching this. Mm-hmm. But I also had to think about, I was a I was a high jumper in mm-hmm. high school. State, okay. state class high jumper. Okay. Uh, White men can't jump. Took that a little personally. <laughs> really? <laughs> well, can, can you say that?
2: I, I mean... It, it, I think it's a stereotype. Sure. Because we we say that do you guys have the athleticism that we have, mm-hmm. which is not true? Um, there are white men that definitely can jump. Uh, if you look at the guy that uh played for the Lakers, I can't think of his name right now. Oh
1: God, the guy who won the slam dunk tournament?
2: Uh, did he win a slam dunk? I can't remember. Yeah, I think
1: he did. I mean, he's
2: short. I think he's not even six feet. But he he can dunk. I mean, there there are some guys, some white men that that have hops. Oh yeah? yeah, so. I just think that that's a stereotype that, and they played into it with the movie by, you know, trying to make Woody
1: Harrelson dunk. Now that was. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that and we're going to, I'm going to run through this and just kind of keep you pulled in and we'll go a little bit faster than we normally would because we're not going to get in depth with the film, but there are definitely some stuff, some things I want to talk about. Mm -hmm. So have you ever been to Venice Beach?
2: No, I've been to LA, but I haven't been to Venice, Venice Beach. I didn't didn't get a chance to go over there. No,
1: I've never been to Venice Beach. I've only I've been to LA a couple times. I've only flown out of LAX once.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: But there's a John Deere tractor on the beach that's like combing the beach. Mm-hmm. Where the hell did they get a John De- Deere tractor <laughs> on the beach? <laughs> that that that
2: would be weird. What why would you have a tractor there on that sandy beach? Like what's it what's it what would it be for?
1: I don't know, but there's they they show a bunch of different like kind of stereotypes or kind of uh, almost cliche characters in the beginning because right. they they show the the big roided lifter right right and right. Uh, a roller skater and right. then like some crazy guy and we see Woody Harrelson pulls up and he's pulling up to an acapella group mm-hmm. that has their right. hat out for, right. for donations mm-hmm. and there are things like. Uh, Basketball. I look at basketball players. There are things that basketball players do, professional basketball players do, mm-hmm. that I I cannot do, mm-hmm. especially with dunking and stuff like that. Right. But I can shoot a three pointer. Right. I I can kind of play defense. You know, I can do most of that stuff. I can't sing. I can't sing a lick. Me either. And okay. right. I look at things that I do not have the ability to do, even mm-hmm. with golf. And I'm terrible at golf. I can still pull a shot out of my ass and and hit you know a worm burner three hundred yards. I still can do that. I can't sing no matter how much prep or effort and you you heard a little bit of about that just earlier. <laughs> but Woody Harrelson, we still don't know his character's name, he's kind of looking around, and he how would you describe how he's dressed? What well
2: he played into his dress. I think that he dressed like he would be kind of a nerd, like doesn't look like he can play basketball at all.
1: Yeah, he, he's he's absolutely and it's part it's part of his con. Right. Is, is looking that way. And I said, I would absolutely dress like that today. M- myself <laughs> I was going out. But he's going up to the a cappella singers, he's trying to vibe with them, and he applauds them. And do you know how much money he gives them?
2: I can't remember.
1: He that's, says that's, he says he's gonna give them a fifty. Right. But then he gives him a one. And he drops the name of a couple famous players. I do not know enough about like Venice Beach courts or like and one players. Mm-hmm. I know both in New York and in L.A. There are legends of the game that never played in the NBA that were like, do you know anything about any of that stuff? Um, I know they have the Rucker,
2: uh, Pee Wee Kirk. Is that his name? Pee-wee? Yeah. I know about him. Uh, I know somewhat, a li- you know, about some of that stuff. I haven't really. Dove into, you know, that type of stuff. But I do know that there are what they call neighborhood legends as far as street basketball legends.
1: Yeah. There's been a couple like documentaries about some of those guys. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them, the reason they didn't play in college or the NBA is because they had these off the court problems, right? right. Whether it be gambling or, you know, drugs or whatever. Mm -hmm. But Woody actually says something to the guys as he's walking towards the courts.
4: Roughly all, all of it. Really
1: that is the wrong, wrong that's the wrong one so i'm going to just skip that one um he goes to the court he lays down on the court and he puts the basketball behind his head mm-hmm. like a pillow mm-hmm. if he sleeps for any amount of time his neck is going to be all kinds right, of fucked right, up.
2: right right right
1: <laughs> and he's sleeping on the court you got to figure people are going to be coming on the court they're going to want to play right and what are the courts what what is the what type of material are the courts? There's a couple different types that they could be, but what are they?
2: You meaning like as far as the, it's the not hard the work. asphalt? It's, yeah.
1: Yeah, concrete, asphalt. It's, uh, it's asphalt. Have, I'm sure, I'm assuming you've played on blacktop. Blacktop. Before. Top. Mm-hmm. That sucks. It, it's, it's it's not bad good. on your knees. Oh, yeah. it's bad on and your knees?
2: feet, your ankles. Yes, it's bad.
1: I think I would rather play on concrete than play on blacktop. Because you're you're getting so dirty, first of all. Mm-hmm. But later we see games are going on, and we we are introduced to Wesley Snipes, um, a guy from the diff, a different world. Mm-hmm. I, I can't remember his real name. His name's Junior in the film.
2: I can't remember his name either. That is, was it Julius? Nah, no, it wasn't Julius. I can't remember his name. You're right. What?
1: Uh, I, I can look that up. But Snipes is a talker. Yes. Snipes' character. Yes, he is Sydney. His name's Sydney. Sydney. That's right. That's right. And he's getting into it with a guy named Walter. But throughout this entire movie, mm-hmm. every time they're playing ball, and even when they're not playing ball, Sydney is just a mad shit talker. Right. And. I don't know how much of that is for to get into people's head and how much of that is just his, him being super cocky, but he goes as far as to say, I don't mean to brag, but I'm the greatest. And then (laughs) Walter calls a foul. And if you've ever played pickup games, I'm sure you have. You
2: call your own fouls, right?
1: You call your own fouls, but if you call a foul, it's gotta be a foul. You can't call any ticky tack bullshit. Right. Because people are going to call you out on, on that. And, you can't LeBron flop a, a foul. I already, I already, <laughs> not, we already talked on, about not, that. Not on, not on the blacktop, no. And there's one other part is they cannot agree on what the count is. What the point
2: is, right? Right.
1: I cannot count how many times when I'm playing, you know, basketball or cornhole or whatever. What's the count? Nobody no one, ever, no one knows ever knows what the, the count, count is. No one. Right. And so then they get into the mother stuff. You know, back and forth about your mother. Your mother's an astronaut. Mm-hmm. Can you explain that to me? I don't understand what the mother, your mother's an astronaut means. I, I, I didn't
2: understand that joke myself. Uh, I think, I think he was just trying to say something, um, so crazy that it would insult someone saying that, or maybe your mother's a lame. I don't, I never understood that joke, but okay. I think even with Sydney's character, I think it, his shit talking was his confidence. Okay. Um, I think that, of course, is to get in other people's heads, too. Um, I know I, I play on the court sometimes. That's the best thing to do, especially if you know someone is weak. You can talk them out of their game. Did you ever do the shit talking when you play
1: basketball? Or? So it's a little bit different for you than it is for me. Um, Not if you could back it up. Eh. And I, actually, when I sent you the message about this, mm-hmm. I said it was one place. It, actually, I thought about it. It was when I was, I first moved to Columbus. When I first moved to Columbus, I lived in Reynoldsburg. Mm-hmm. This was back in 97. Okay. And I moved here. I didn't know anybody. So it was a weekend. I went and I found courts out mm-hmm. in, in Reynoldsburg. Mm-hmm. They're playing pickup games and I'm just kind of sitting out there. I'm waiting for somebody to to pick me. And I was the only white guy playing. And I was one of the last guys picked. Which understand how t- how tall are you?
2: I'm like five nine, five ten.
1: Okay, so I'm six three. Right. The two of us are sitting there, out to be picked. Who's going to get picked first, you or me?
2: Um, I probably it just I probably would.
1: I think it just depends. It depends. So, I'm out playing, and I could. I was never a great ball player, but mm-hmm. I could. I could shoot, mm-hmm. and you know, I I had some hops. I I could play D and we're playing and a guy goes up and i i skull him i you know block i block his shot way into the woods just right. and i'm just like, get that shit out of my house <laughs> what's wrong with that though no you guy grabs me by the shoulder kind of walks me over it's like never do that again <laughs> and i like block him it's like no talk just play but do not say anything i'm like hey your courts your well, rules that- Maybe maybe they're trying
2: to warn you to say, you know, they don't want to fight or anything. I maybe was, that's...
1: But it was, it was going both. It was like... It wasn't... I was the only person that said anything. It, that was the first time where I actually had a chance. So no one else
2: was really talking shit.
1: No, everybody was talking shit. Oh, that was just your... That was the first time I said never it, to do yeah. it.
2: So you never said nothing again at the end?
1: Nope. I'm just sit there and I'll just shoot my shot, do whatever. <laughs> but... Uh, so... Blah, 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 blah. And anyway... They're talking about mothers and then one of them says uh yeah let's let's just put this whole mom stuff to bed
6: yeah well cool well, <laughs> well let's just get off mama because uh i just got off
3: yours.
6: keep my mama out of this brother <laughs> she's out she's
2: out cool
3: <laughs>
6: cool she's out cool <laughs> cool She's
3: out.
6: What time do you want me to bring the bitch back? Oh!
1: <laughs> but they go over and they ask uh, Harrelson's character what the score is and, and he says he doesn't know. Right. And Sydney calls him a chump. And Harrelson's character is playing this so well. He, right. He's he's absolutely he's baiting a hook this whole time. Right. And his name's not chump, it's Billy Hoyle. So we know his name is Billy. Sydney does this mocking voice about whether or not I can count. Doesn't know the score. Means you're a chump. Never said I wasn't a chump just said it's not my name. Well, he he dressed
2: like what you would consider possibly a Trump. So he, he played into it like you said. He definitely played into And you can see he's Trump getting role.
1: into Sydney's head. Right. And Sydney says fuck you. So right. back to the game, still fighting about the score, but Sydney's woman calls him over. And Sydney's woman, which is his wife, uh she is a, a factor throughout the, the rest of this film. Right. And it's weird because we see his wife and then we also see Walter, the guy with the bunions' wife as well and Walter's okay. wife is a smoke show she's hot mm-hmm. sydney's wife it's not bad but right. not not as great but apparently sydney's wife had gone to the grocery store check bounced right. so right right away this tells you this is a 90s or an 80s film because i don't i do not remember the last time i wrote a check <laughs> it, it's been a minute though right i know what you mean <laughs> and he gives her some money um, and then but walter has has to sit out he because his his bunions are acting Right, up. right. So they have to pick up somebody to fill in for Walter. And obviously, who's the obvious choice here? The chump. Really. Yeah, the chump. They don't want him. And why don't they want him? Because he's, they they look at him like a chump. They don't think he can play. And and Junior, the guy from Different World, says he's white. <laughs> right. And it's confirmed he is white. This this tracks and. Ain't going to make no difference. Sydney says they're going to make two shots and it's going to be all over. But Billy is stretching out. And this is another thing. that (laughs) This is such a great part of the con. But I told you that right before this, I had a hockey game. I have to do this now. At at this age, if I don't stretch out, I am not walking tomorrow. I am hobbling like an old man. Even after stretching, I'm not walking. So I know what you mean. But... Sydney's pissed, and after Billy steals it from, him. so right away right. Billy steals it from him, playing some hard D, and then there's a hard screen, and he does a jump pass to a guy breaking in the lane, lays it in. So now they're up by one. It's, they call it point game, right? Where I'm from, it was always game point. Is, is it point game? Is I thought the point before, right? No, they say point game is whoever if they score they win. Right, right, right. right I always right. thought that was game point.
2: I think it's either or. That might be a West Coast thing.
1: Okay, but. This is a thing that I don't understand, and it it comes up throughout this film a lot of times when people are are laying the ball in or they're passing. It's very very showy.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: It it it's there's no style points in in basketball, right? So if you have a chance and you you can just do a regular layup, or you have to go underneath and you do a reverse layup. Why are you doing a reverse layup?
2: That's the whole uh, athletic type of. I would say the athletic type of nature of uh, that street ball type of, you know, like a game where mm-hmm. they got to do extra athletic types of things. Like you said, you don't have to do a reverse layup. You can just put the ball right up, but they want to do a reverse layup because it's more fancy. Or like I know in the movie he did a couple of times where he did a Pass where he spun all the way around and then passed it when he could have just passed it. Remember, they had an argument about that in the card, I know, later in the movie. Yeah. But I just think that that's part of the street game. But
1: right now, this is just a game. There's right. no money in this game. This right. is just, not this This one. is just a game. So, I, okay, I can see that. But once money comes into play, it's a little bit different to me. And they I talk agree. about it. You would rather look good mm-hmm. and lose. Mm-hmm. And I would rather... Look good and win. And they talk right. about that. But the game is ended by Billy does another no-look pass behind the back to a guy who dunks it and the right. game is over. Right. And Sydney immediately just starts talking shit on Billy. <laughs> right. It's like, you just lost, man. Right. It's like and he says something about fuck you, your mom's an astronaut, and my mom's too drunk to be an astronaut. And they come up with a bet because about shooting. About shooting. Right. And I think this is intentional. Billy, in this game, they, mm-hmm. they scored two points, but he has not shot the ball. So On the, purpose, right. Yeah, and mm-hmm. they they do a back and forth, and they're going to shoot from three-point, top of the key. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's, it's five. I think it's five. And mm-hmm. they go back and forth, and it's a $62 bet. And Sydney can't even come up with the $62. He has to borrow $20 from Junior. Right, I remember that. And if they win... If Sydney wins, what are they going to do? What is going to be the reward for winning? We're going them? to Sizzlers. We're going to Sizzlers. <laughs> right. And I think there are not any Sizzlers even open in the U.S. anymore. I I was, there, there's one here in Ohio. Is there? I believe it's near Pilaria. It may
2: still be open. I know there was a Sizzlers i seen in Pilaria's.
1: Because I have not seen a Sizzler in forever. I haven't forever. seen
2: one in a long time. I know what you mean. But,
1: but that was, I
2: guess that was the restaurant to go to during that time. That was in 92. Mm-hmm. That was a hot restaurant at that time. I just, I think that was it. I don't think I, I'm trying to remember.
1: Is Sizzler the one that no. had the salad bar that had like five different types of Jello. It
2: might have, I think so.
1: It I think people used it. to go there like after, after practice when I was in high school. Cause there was a Sizzler up the road from where I went to school, but Billy takes shoots first. He makes it and right. Billy's still playing it. I, it's not my shot, but Hey, I made it. Sydney makes his, Billy makes the second one. Sidney Tate makes his right. Billy saying, "I'm just so lucky. I never made three in a row." Like he's he's messing with him the whole time, right? And after Billy hits his third one, Mm -hmm. there's a look that Sidney has that, "Oh shit, he really can shoot." I might have bit off a little bit more than I could chew here. And Junior continues to taunt Billy the entire time that he's shooting, Mm -hmm. and they keep going, and it becomes four four, and then Billy hits his last one, and he says luck of the irish i'm not even irish right but he goes and sydney's about to take his shot and he uh he has this to say to sydney and this is awesome
4: come on now
6: oh baby don't worry about it. i got this under control this suckers mine. hey you know something michael jordan came down to the yeah, beach one time <laughs> baby, you believe that? <laughs> you believe that? <laughs> Michael yeah, Michael right. I was here, Billy. Ho, I saw the whole damn thing. Me Michael too, said to me, me, said, Hey, wrong
0: you but should play some of Pro League. league.
6: That's I the- said, No, hell, no,
1: is it a mess of my game?
6: Shit, might mess my mess fuck up game. his game, and we can't <laughs> have it, Billy. Ho, come on, shoot this one. Let's go to Sizzle daddy.
1: But this transitions into this. Oh, shit. So oh, it's hard goddamn
4: work being this good. Is- Shut the fuck up. Oh, rabbit is. Am I starting to get to you? No, Sidney, you aren't getting to me. You're just making my eardrums hurt. See, the thing is, you guys look at me. You see the backwards hat, the uh, gray socks, the funky outfit, and you say, "Now this guy's a chump." Am I right? No. Fucking geek. A, a, fucking like. geek. A, exactly. like <laughs> a fucking geek. Exactly. All right. Geek. But what you don't realize is that it ain't easy. It is hard goddamn work making something this pretty. Look like a chump or a geek, <laughs> so I must be doing it for a reason. Well, you got me convinced. Whatever the reason may be, fact is, I missed this shot. I walk away. I'm still a chump.
6: You go ahead and walk away. But
4: you miss, and you've been beat. Well, not once, but twice by a slow, white, geeky chump.
2: <laughs>
4: Ain't no thing ain't no thing Sydney. no thing but a chicken bang on a string I'm Burger King Sidney I noticed that that wind was kicking up a bit on my last shot you might want to just about 6-8 inches
6: to the left it is this is the big
4: one all the money don't worry Sidney I've hustled a hell of a lot better players than you before <laughs> <laughs> don't put up no break hey, would you, you stop yapping and let brother
3: shoot
6: mm-hmm. yeah I got it
1: Wrist. <laughs> <laughs> head. And, and what does Sydney try to do here? And this is goes completely against what they talk about a little bit later for rules. But what does Sydney try to do here? You mean after, after he misses, he goes after something. He goes out. He tried to get his money. He didn't he yeah, tried he, to go
2: after the money today. Ben, yeah, right. Yeah. He tries to, he get didn't his, want to give him the money. I yeah. Right. And, like,
1: you can't do that. You know? right. You lost. You, you can't do that. And then Wesley Snipes, uh, Sydney says, shut the fuck up about Sizzler. And Billy walks away. And Sydney just is looking at Billy. Mm-hmm. And Billy pulls up at home. And his wife, Rosie Perez, mm-hmm. is there. She asks, how much money did you make? And he apparently bought her some health food shit or whatever. She's attractive.
2: She is. Her, her voice, voice, I, I knew, I, I was waiting for you to say it. Yeah, makes me voice, want to kill myself. Yeah, she has a bad, yeah. I um, so her I'm, voice hasn't matured. That's just what it sounds like. Sounds like she's like. <sighs> well, she's
1: crazy too. She's batshit insane,
2: which does not yeah, help. That's probably that. I don't. I don't want to offend, but that might be some Latino women's uh, stigma. You know, they might might be a little
1: crazy. The, when I first moved to Ohio. Um, the first girl I dated in Ohio, I, I met at Banana Joe's, which I don't know if you remember Banana Joe's. I'm not familiar. It was there. in uh, German village. It's probably okay. not there anymore. I'm not, I'm not familiar. But nice girl, tiny little girl, cartoon character voice. Just it was like you were talking to a Muppet. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to figure out can I get past this? Because she was she was super nice. She was attractive. Did you get past the voice? If I could get past the voice or not. <laughs> and she lived up in Mansfield which is weird. She worked in Columbus but she lived in Mansfield which is kind of a hike. Mm-hmm. And you know we've been going out for, you know, a couple of weeks and stuff and and you know what the 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 deciding factor was? The thing that made me break up with her, it wasn't the voice. She came over to my place and she we were at my apartment in Reynoldsburg. And when I was dating a girl when I was single and before I got married, I should say. My whole thing was I always tried to make sure I take care of my woman first, right? Because if my woman takes care of me first, uh, it's nap time. I'm I'm not I'm not doing shit. I'm sorry, I I can't touch you because I'm I'm done. So I always right. try to take care of my woman first to make right. sure she got some enjoyment out of whatever it was we were doing. And you know, I spent half an hour doing whatever. She either faked it or she had a good time. I don't know one of the two. And then she's like, "Yeah, I gotta go," and she bailed. <laughs> On me. So that's what made you start talking like, to her. I'm like, okay, yeah, me? I can't, I can't do that. A woman who she stuck around until she got hers. Once she got hers, it's time for her to go home. <laughs> did she? She never reached out to you, or? Oh no, she did. I broke it off. I was like, I'm oh, done. Broke, okay, I gotta, okay. I, I gotta just. And it, and the, the thing that killed me was she had tickets to a Garth Brooks show <laughs> that was a couple of weeks after that, and I really wanted to go see Garth Brooks, and and I had to, <laughs> I had to debate is it worth it dealing because with she her? Left you, okay. So no, I, I did not see Garth Brooks for 20 more years. My wife oh, and wow. I saw Garth Brooks 20 years oh, later. Oh wow! But, uh, she adds the 20 or 60 dollars, whatever, to this glass jar, and they <laughs> owe seven grand still. Right, or, the, what was it the Snooky Brothers? Stooky, Stooky oh, bro. Brothers. Uh, okay. And he says they shouldn't pay them anything, and I, I don't know, but I'm pretty sure paying mob guys is is not optional. You can't just decide not to pay mob guys. You have Correct. to, or have there have are to. consequences. Right. And he finds a bottle that she's been apparently day drinking, asks her what's up, and she's been studying all day. And what is she studying for? Jeopardy.
2: She wanted to be a fan. She 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 wanted to
1: be on Jeopardy. She wants to be on Jeopardy. right? And and we'll talk about Jeopardy a little bit, because how she gets on Jeopardy is not how you get on Jeopardy. Mm -mm, mm -mm. But Billy makes a joke about Lee Harvey Oswald because she's said she studied uh, assassinations. Mm -hmm. A little ironic, because Woody Harrelson's dad is one person who many people think actually shot JFK. Really? <laughs> yeah, no shit. 100% true. <laughs> oh, wow. I did not know that. But this is where we see some of her crazy start to sink in because she asks him, how much do you love me? And he says, I love you infinity. She says, <laughs> see, it's not big enough. Me. And then he says, infinity plus two. And then what does he? she say to that? You idiot. You're supposed to say infinity plus infinity. Yeah, plus yeah, yeah. I, I can see this conversation taking place. You know, I, I can see myself in his position where I'm having this conversation. And it's like, what's I do like, not, What's the right answer. Yeah. Right. There is no right answer. Right. And uh, blah, 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 blah. They start kissing. She says he stinks and to get a shower. And this is kind of cute. He, he sits up, he spreads her legs and he puts the jar of money mm-hmm. between her legs. And he says, I'm going to take a shower and then I'm going to put my mouth where that money is. Right. But then there's a knock at the door. As, as, as he's in the shower, and he's in the shower, and she basically says that, "Well, if it's time, it's time."
5: I mean, you know, I love you and everything, but I ain't getting shot over your dead. My dead are dead. Well, who's ever fucking dead I ain't getting shot for nobody. All right, all
4: right, just stay calm, stay here. If you don't hear from me in thirty seconds, jump out the window. I'll meet you at the denny's on Pico. Okay? okay, okay. All
1: right. me- so he goes to the door, and who's at the door? It was Sydney at the door, right? Yeah, it's yeah. Sydney, and he's calling. He's calling Billy Brady bunch. Sydney lets himself in. Glory continues to count in the bathroom. Billy never goes and gets her, but she comes in and she's all pissed. And Billy thinks that Sydney's there because he wants his money back. And it's like, no, like, I don't want my money back. I got a plan. We can make some cash. Mm-hmm. I've been hustled before, but never by anybody as is, is good as you. And he asks where he played, and apparently he played at some college, some small
2: school college, yeah, area. in the
1: Midwest. Didn't work right. out. And he no, he said nobody knows me in California, so I figured he can work the courts. There's a two on two tournament. That's next week. So mm-hmm. they can do some pickup games until then. Did they talk about it that early in the movie? Yeah. It's it's in that first conversation. But the next day, Sydney's on the court playing and he's losing. And Billy gets off the train right. and says and Sydney actually loses and says, I'll play you for five hundred dollars. Right. You get to pick whoever you want. And right. then they pick Billy, right. obviously. This whole thing is a reverse hustle. It is. And, okay, this is where I, I don't understand. Uh, do you play poker with your with your friends? I'm not a poker player, but
2: I, I understand the strategy of it a little bit.
1: But so let's say we're playing poker. Right. I bluff. I beat you. I, I take your money. I take a right. hundred bucks off you. Right. That's fine. You do the same thing to me. That's fine. That's 100% totally okay. We play basketball for money. Mm-hmm. And I beat you. You pay me. You beat me. I pay you. Mm-hmm. If we're teammates and you throw the game. Right. That's that's not well, hustling he, somebody. That's cheating somebody.
2: Right. And that's, that's why they say, what, no honor amongst thieves? Yeah. Yeah, he, he did hustle him. Because uh, remember, the first game that they played, I thought, I thought they ended up winning, and then when they went to Watts, that was a five hundred. Was it the five hundred dollar game, or was it a bigger game? It was a
1: thousand dollar. No, seven. They played for two. You, I'm $2, sorry, $2. you are correct because this is. I'm sorry. The, first, are, game the game, first game. The first game, yeah, game, they game. actually do win, and because the guy doesn't have the money, he and goes he to rob the gas station. To go rob the gas station, right? He gets a gun from his uh glove compartment and mm-hmm. puts on a thing. The clerk knows him. <laughs> And, right, and then instead of actually robbing the the gas station or it's not gas he station liquor gun, store, he? he sells them the gun. Right, <laughs> gets some of the money, and then they pay. But after the game is over, the guy who with the gun says, "I'm going to my car. I'm getting my other well, gun." No,
2: remember, remember, it, they were they were it was something that happened. It was an argument, and was like Sydney you got a wife and kids and he remember he stood on the side (laughs) of them like like, how do you know so much about me yeah yeah that's when he said I'm going crazy he said I don't believe anyone I'm gonna go get my other gun and shoot all you guys right
1: and they go and they all run over the chain link fence and they get in the car uh Gloria Rosie Prez's character is Mm -hmm. in the car and this is another thing that I kind of want to talk to you about because he puts a tape into the tape deck
0: (laughs) 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 hey what is this (laughs) <laughs> Jimmy Henry. No, I
6: know who it is, but why are you playing Jimmy? Well, because I like to listen to it. Oh, you like to listen? See, that's what the fucking problem is. Y'all listen. Well, what am I supposed it, to do, you. eat it? <laughs> no, 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 you're supposed to hear it. Hey, I just said I like to listen to it. <laughs> no, 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 there's a difference between hearing and listening. <laughs> See, white people, y'all can't hear Jimmy.
5: You, 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 you listen. What the fuck are you talking about? His drummer was white. Oh!
6: <laughs> the fuck out of here. <laughs> Jimi <laughs> Hendrix drummer was not white. Yes,
5: he did. Yo, check it out. See? This is a
0: picture. The whole damn band is white What's except up? for Jimmy. <laughs> this is a fucking picture, man. Air- so,
1: you know, Jimi Hendrix, I, I can see certain things where there would be certain groups where it would be harder to say you understand them. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Hendrix would not be my go-to one to say he is a person that I, for example, can't hear. Right. I would say there would be much, much better examples of like people that I do not understand them. I, I can't right. understand their, their process, their history, their whatever. I
2: I do think this, that, uh, you know, this is just, I think sometimes black folks, we do claim, we claim our stars mm-hmm. and, you know, we, we feel like we connected with them completely different than everyone else. So I think when he's saying you don't hear him, he's saying you don't hear the soul uh, of Jimmy. Mm-hmm. That's what I think he's trying to say with that. But I, I don't see Hendrix like- You listen to like- his music, you like him, but you don't feel, you don't feel him as far as the essence of Jimmy. That's the only thing I was thinking of when he said that. I mean it's it's funny cuz I think he's just trying to, you know, he's kind of messing with him too. He's but, just kind of talking shit to him too like you're you're not cool enough to know about Jimmy. But, but I know what you're Jimmy saying. Jimmy Hendrix
1: is just to, to me is I I, I would have thought if you wanted to be somewhat similar Prince would be a great example. I get that too. I get that. And you know, Prince is or Prince was just the most amazing musician. Agreed, agreed. And just an incredible showman. Agreed. Um, Purple Rain, terrible film. <laughs> yeah,
2: it's, it's funny. Yeah,
1: I, I, I I see the comedy
2: in it. It's funny, but I know what you're saying. It's, the, the concert it's not stuff that, in that film it's not isn't that, amazing. Right, right. That's the best parts of the movie. That but yeah, it's comedy. Lake Minnetonka is pretty It's not good acting in there. No,
1: it's not. But- uh so his woman actually sides with Sydney though and he Billy says something about Sydney being Gladys Knight and the Pimps I don't buy that okay he's not going to get that wrong he's going to know it's the pimps. nobody knows that right. would think it's it's the Pimps but they they go to Sydney's place and mm-hmm. Sydney's place is called uh Vista View mm-hmm. but he refers to it as the Trump Towers right totally different connotation to that today I think that, I don't think he's,
2: I don't think he's being serious. No, he's joking about right, it. Right, he's joking about it, right.
1: But in 92, mm-hmm. I knew who Donald Trump was. Right. Not nearly as much as I know who who he is today, but there's no fucking way that guy's going to be president. <laughs> Absolutely no way. <laughs> right? I I
2: agree. I just think that, I mean, if we're talking about politics, um... I just think he sends a message to a certain type of demographic, and people accept. You know, they they like what he's talking about. I think Obama did the same thing too. I think Obama. I think what he did was he used
1: what Obama did in reverse, and in at the same time in '92, nobody knew who Obama was. No, no, no. But they no, no. I know what I know you're, I know what you're saying. But But there's no way Obama, who he was, could have been elected in '92. I don't agree. Think. Agree. And you know, I look at—I've lived through seven presidents, I think. Mm-hmm. You look at all of them, without doubt, Obama was the best president I've had in my lifetime. I think. I don't think that we had a great president. I didn't say we had a great president. I said he was the best oh, you think one, he was the best out of all, the best of all of them.
0: I don't know, I don't know. because he was—he was the
1: most kind of like in the middle of the road of everybody he wasn't too far this way he wasn't too far that way he kind of was in the middle and he if if there was ever a president that we've had in our lifetime that would have been susceptible to a scandal it would have been him there were Mm -hmm. people that were looking to nail him for anything they were and he he didn't do Anything he 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 wasn't getting blowjobs from interns, you know. He wasn't selling secrets. He wasn't doing anything. And I know that is a very low bar. (laughs) Well, he he had to be
2: because he was the first, right? You know, first president of color. I would say so. He had to be clean like that.
0: Yeah,
1: but they go into Billy's place and, or actually, they they're dropping Sydney off, and Sydney says, "That's one fine woman you got there." And, and that that pissed him off right
2: he knew that was the thing he could get to him about what he thought he could get to him about
0: and
1: you know S- snipes is a good looking dude mm-hmm. you know and he at that time he was just super he's cut he he's got charisma he's got personality. Mm-hmm. Guys never worried about me talking to their women. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not stealing anybody's woman. Right. And if I am able to steal their woman, you're happy that I'm stealing your woman, basically. <laughs> but Billy threatens to kick his ass. Right. He's so and and Sydney knows this. He he sees this. He got in his and, head. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he leans into it, and Billy gets even more angry. And so this is good. This is your mm-hmm. he even he even says to Billy that he knows that this is your weakness. Mm-hmm. And uh, ah, blah 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 blah. So now they move on to. Um, they're they're going to play in Watts tomorrow. Tough games, big right. dollars, and that's what you, we talked about before. And I, I got way ahead of myself. That's
2: right. we, he hustled him. Yeah. But
1: even before that, he goes into. He and Gloria are driving home, and he's got a convertible, an older convertible. But she's climbing onto his lap as mm-hmm. he's driving, and. Who are they? I'm trying. Who were they listening to? I, I Ray feel- Charles. Okay, right, Charles, that's what it was, right. And she's grinding on him as he's driving. Hey, I'm I'm all about that, but not there. Right. Uh, not yeah, while you're driving like that. Right. In the middle of the day. Right, right. <laughs> right. But they go home, they get into the shower, they have some good sex. And I'm thinking, can you imagine how annoying her voice would be <laughs> if she came? It would, it would just, unfortunately, I'd never find out. But the next yeah, morning. It would, it would be a turnoff. It definitely would be. I, Jen and I actually talked about this because this is just the crazy coming out. The next morning, Gloria says that her mouth is dry. Oh, that argument that they had. Yeah. And I'm thinking, she has legs. Get up, walk. And he goes and he gets her a glass of water and he sits down in the bed and he gives it to her. And they have this insane exchange. Uh, there you go.
2: I know exactly what you're talking
1: about. When I said
5: I was thirsty, it doesn't mean I want you to bring me a glass of water. It doesn't? You're missing the whole point of me saying I'm thirsty. If I have a problem, you're not supposed to solve it. Men always make the mistake of thinking they can solve a woman's problem. Makes them feel omnipotent.
4: Omnipotent? (laughs) Did you have a bad dream?
5: It's a way of controlling a woman.
4: Bringing them a glass of water?
5: Yes. Insane. Insane. I read it in a magazine. See, if I'm thirsty, I don't want you to bring me a glass of water. I want you to sympathize. I want you to say, Gloria, I
2: too, too much
5: know what it feels like to be thirsty. <clears throat> I too have had a dry mouth. I want you to connect what with me is say through that? sharing and understanding. The concept of
1: tripartiteness. There are there are certain times in relationships where you're at a decision point, and you have to decide: Am I going to run, <laughs> or am I going to stay? Should got out of there. Doing no, that. he's he. Sh- of course, they have the whole mob thing going on, but he actually says, "You know what? I'm going. I'm leaving. I'm going to get right. away from your crazy ass." Right. But who is there outside and sees him?
2: It was a mob, wasn't
1: it? The mob guys, right. yeah. And they run away and they run to another hotel. And then we see we cut to Sydney, his wife and his kid, and they're looking at a house. Right. They're and, going through it too. Yeah. And they're dressed really nice and he likes the house, but it's a little bit out of their price range. And wife pulls him aside. She wants this house. Mm-hmm. It's it's too much money. And you have to look at it, it's like you know, what, there are great what houses. What does
2: Sydney do though? Did, was that his job wasn't just basketball. He, he, he has does something. He's a bunch it, of isn't? side hustles where right. he's doing
1: like um, roofing and like basically construction work where right, he's I getting guys from like right. the Home Depot and stuff to pick them up as his crew. And that will come up a little bit later. But she says that she wants to get a job. Right. And he says, no, I, no woman of mine has to work. I, I, I don't know about you, about your situation, if, if your wife works or not, mm-hmm. but- I have no problem that my wife works. I have no problem with it either. I'm very thankful that my wife works because she makes a shitload more money than me. Well, I I make more money, but my wife spends
2: most of it, so she has to work.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I I look at it as no matter what, it's our money. I can't spend any of it, but it's still technically our money. Right, ours, right. And the whole thing with the debt, because we'll get into how the debt came to be. But he doesn't want her to have a job. And like I said, I, th- I like to think I have some pride, but I would never say she she can't or shouldn't work, especially today. I mean, 50 years ago, sure, that's a whole yeah. other thing.
2: Yeah, I, I think there's honor in, in trying to attempt to say, I don't want you to work, but I don't think in today's economy that's not feasible to do that.
1: I'd be a house husband. I'd have no problem with now, that. I would do that on the flip side, yeah, if but he says he's got to go to the office. He's working on a new shot. Right. And then this is the thing where there it's a court, it's outside of church, which is right off the train line. And this is when Billy's, and this is when he hustles. Right. They they go to Watts. Yeah. Yeah. They're in Watts. And the whole thing is the bet's $1,600 and then it's $1,700. And then the opponents only have eight fifty. And I don't understand this. Uh, Mm -hmm. I understand. Okay. They don't have $1,700, but Billy and Sydney are putting up seventeen hundred. I think it was it was Billy's money. It was Billy's money, but right. he had given it to Sydney. Right. But it was if the other team wins, they get the whole seventeen hundred. Right. If Billy and Sydney win, they only get the eight fifty. I would think. If I thought the they other, got
2: that chain. Remember, he put the chain oh, into it. Oh yeah, he, he gets put a chain his, from his a woman. Girl,
1: it was his girlfriend's chain. Right. Yeah. But still,
2: that, uh, how much do we know the chain is really worth? Right, so it
1: says it's is zirconia or whatever. Well. And, I thought what, it was fun, kind of funny. Billy's actually wearing a Jimi Hendrix shirt in this scene. I, know, I didn't pay attention to that. But I, I would say, would, wouldn't that kind
2: of be seem fishy, though, if you're trying to gamble a certain amount, and then you're, like, the way Sydney's talking, he's talking like, I got this much money, can you match it? And they only had, like, 850 like you said, and it's like, they don't have it, but we're still going to bet it. That would kind of be fishy, like...
0: Well, I would think I would,
1: that they would have had that better planned. I would have thought that he would have said, "Okay, I got I this chunk I coming." I would have said, "No, let's not gamble." Right? Yeah. If, if you're not going to have the whole amount, what am I going to do with the necklace? Now I got to right. fence this stuff. I got to go right. take it to a pawn shop. Whatever it doesn't make any sense. But the bad guys, the bad guys, the guys that Sydney and Billy are—they actually talk about the fact that it's a hustle. But Sydney's game is off, right? And it's Billy is upset because he's beaten guys ten times better than this. And Sydney asks, "Wants a ride?" No. He's going to take the train. He's got to figure out how to tell Glory he lost the money. It's still not obvious in the movie that Billy got hustled, but if I remember correctly, and I was right, this well, is what really happened. Though, yeah. right?
2: She's the one that told
1: him no, right? Yeah, he gets home and he's talking to Gloria and she's studying for Jeopardy. Mm-hmm. And she asks, What was your shot off? No, I, I played great. You know, Sydney was off and she looks at him like, You stupid ass. Right. You got hustled. No, 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 no. And Jesus, Billy, you lost the money. Not again. How much did you lose? Well, all of it. (laughs) Well,
2: I was going to say this too. Maybe
1: that's the whole
2: playing into the chump type of thing to where they said he's still a chump at the end of the day. He's not street smart enough to know that he's being hustled. That's how I was looking at it. That's why they did it. He really trusted Sydney as, okay, you're a friend. We in this together. When Sydney was kind of like, okay, but you're a chump. So I'm still. Take but advantage of you, it,
1: and but it's it's weird to say that a, a hustle can be honest or dishonest. But throwing a game is different than right. losing. Right? It, it's different than playing up the fact that you can't play, and then you actually well, he's have point some shaving. game. he's yeah.
2: point shaving. That's what he was doing. Because remember, they they were close, but they still lost. So he's right. point shaving.
1: And he he talks about um how he lost all the money, and she gets pissed that he lost all of our fucking money.
2: and (laughs) Right, and she wasn't really, what was she, she didn't do any, she didn't work, did she? No,
1: the whole thing is with with her money, the money, the the way that the whole situation with the Stuckey brothers came about was she bought a car from them for four grand and the car was a piece of shit. So she refused to pay them. So they were coming after her and then he said, hey. I'll play this game. I'll play this game. I'll shave points for you. Right. And halfway through the game, somebody was challenging him and so he turned it on in the second half, right. and now they owed them seven grand, whatever. Right. But I, w- I want to play this because it kind of sets up the thing where she talks about how he lost all the money.
4: Roughly all, all of it.
5: Billy, you lost all <laughs> our fucking money? <laughs> Shit, Billy! Voice is Jesus, man! $1,700! Billy! We were all on our way to 8000 Were your opponents that good? No, I'd
4: be better guys. Well, you you
5: weren't hitting your jump shot. Well, seventeen no, double
4: it mine. three four hundred. Well, what about Sidney? Uh, he had an off day, you know. He wasn't shooting that much, and this guy was scoring on him. And then, you know, he wasn't Ding up. He usually usually <laughs> plays good D.
1: And she's smart enough to mm-hmm. pick got it up. Hustled.
4: I did not get hustled.
5: Honey, you got set up. You got hustled by Sydney.
4: I don't believe that. He's a good guy. <laughs> Well, he's full of shit and he's a good guy.
5: (laughs) You're full of shit, okay? And fuck that shit because I'm going back to that house and I'm getting my motherfucking money back.
4: No, 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 honey. A man cannot ask for his money back.
1: Which city did?
5: This is in the jungle, right?
4: No, honey, honey, we can't. We can't. I'm telling you, they do not let white people in the Crenshaw district. (laughs) I don't know about Puerto Ricans, but I'm telling you, it's a reverse discrimination thing.
5: Let's see.
1: I was, I was in New York city. Mm -hmm. I I was training in New York city and this was, this is a long time, but this would have been probably 99, maybe 2000. And I was, I was dressed up to teach. So I had like dress pants on and a dark dress shirt and this Snoopy tie. Mm -hmm. And I went into Harlem looking for bootleg videos. (laughs) I thought you were the police. No, I'm walking around looking for, you know, a place to buy bootleg videos. Mm -hmm. And some guys came up to me Mm -hmm. and they said, what are you doing here? I'm like, I'm just looking for some bootleg videos. Guy puts his arm around me. says, you look like a nice white boy. Get the fuck out of here. (laughs) Oh, so they were kind of looking out for you. Yeah, they were robbed. Yeah. And this is because Harlem's had a, a resurgence. Right. But. Back in the late 90s. What time of day was it when you were in Harlem? Ah, this was probably five-ish. So
2: it wasn't completely
1: dark. No, it wasn't dark. No, no. That's why they were looking out for you then. But I'm thinking, you know, obviously there are things where you get pulled over for being in the wrong place at the wrong time. Mm -hmm. And I got pulled over in... um, by the casino over by where the casino is Mm -hmm. um this was before the casino was there Mm -hmm. and i was driving through this neighborhood and i was trying to find this address because i was trying i was going to buy a playstation 3 that i found on craigslist okay cops pulled me over and i'm like was i speeding or something they said what are you doing here what's the west side and they said you should not be here Unless you're buying drugs. Agreed. I'm like, I'm trying to buy buy a PlayStation. <laughs> They're like, it doesn't matter. You should not be here. Well, yeah, the West Side. Uh,
2: Hilltop.
0: Hilltop yeah, is where I was. Yeah.
2: Yeah, because that's that's near. Yeah, because, yeah, I see why. Um, has that changed at all since the casino has gone up over there? I really don't frequent that side of town. Just because you really don't know what, like, you don't know who the criminals could be.
3: Mm hmm
1: because you got a blend of everyone over there. Yeah, but now they're on the bus and he's talking about the, the rules. If you win, you win. Mm-hmm. If you lose, you lose, but you never ask for your money back, which one, once again, Sydney did do that. And we've already seen that, that that was not true, but she has her own set of rules and she mm-hmm. has this theory on life, which just further kind of makes me think that she is insane.
5: Do you? I you know Billy? I got a different set of rules of my own. You want to hear them? Here they go. Sometimes when you win, you really lose. And sometimes when you lose, you really win. And sometimes when you win or lose, you actually tie. And sometimes when you tie, you actually win or lose. I
4: hate it when you talk like that. It makes me crazy when you talk like
5: that. Winning and losing is all one big organic globule from which one extracts what one needs.
2: I'm fucked. <laughs> she's insane well I, it's funny because she's she's what we call like she like her her philosophies it's like she's woke have you ever heard that phrase yes woke? yeah
1: that's
2: what it sounds like she's trying to be like that woke person like with the earlier when she talked about how uh, if I'm thirsty you're supposed to <laughs> empathize with me
1: yeah. like it's like where do these deep Trains of thought come from. I, I think you know what the Kobayashi Maru scenario is. Mm-mm. All right, so Star Trek Two. Um, there's this scenario that they play out, and it's a no-win scenario. There's okay. there's no right answer to it. It's basically a test of character how you're how you react to a certain situation. Mm-hmm. Talking to her is a Kobayashi Maru scenario <laughs> because there's no right answer. There's no winning. It doesn't it's, seem like it, right? Because if she says she's thirsty. And he doesn't get her water. I think it is no longer of you're, you're supposed to empathize. I too know what it's like to have a dry mouth. Which, who does? <laughs> who talks like that? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah she is crazy. But they, they go to their Sydney's house, and <laughs> Sydney's wife answers the door, and Gloria <laughs> starts in, Your husband stole $1,700 from me. <laughs> Remember, she threatened the wife, though.
2: She said, Oh, you're going to give me the money back.
1: Right, and she's like, "I'm not going to give you anything." But who is watching? They're they're watching a, a, I think it's a Celtics a Laker, Laker game, game, right? But who is there watching the game with Sydney? It was the guy that hustled, it was the guys yeah, that, that yeah, hustled them yeah. that they played against it in Watts. And Sydney says, "Who the fuck invited you into my Remember, house?" He's
2: cleaning his gun too. The one guy, that's, yes.
1: But he he says that he hustled me way before I hustled him, and Junior backs him up. Um, But this is way, way different. As we've talked about, Sydney threw a game, completely different situation. Mm -hmm. And then the wife and Gloria go into the kitchen and Billy's kind of laying into Sydney. You know, you fuck me. We had a partnership. We were never partners. You either smoke or you get smoked. And then in the kitchen, the wives are talking and Sydney's wife is having none of it. Right. And I want my money back. (laughs) You're not getting it.
2: (laughs) Right. She said, you're not, she said, I want all the money back. Right. She said, you're not getting the money. Right.
1: And then- Billy is is talk. Actually, it's Gloria and the wife are talking, and this is how Gloria kind of defines it to Sydney's wife.
5: Billy and Sydney were you know, teammates. Tell the story. Teammates yeah. can't help for each other. Oh, really? Why not? It's not autistic. Let me tell you something i don't care about art okay all i care about is getting out of the damn vista view apartment building because there ain't no vista there ain't no views and there sure as hell ain't no vista of no views
4: hey man i trusted you there are rules to hustling. There's an ethics involved. Yeah, that you wouldn't know a damn thing about. I never shook anyone's hand and stabbed him no, no, no. in the back. back up, no, let me tell you something.
6: Up, the Indians shook hands with the pilgrims, <laughs> and look who got fucked. Okay? Yeah, really. Pilgrims? Who you calling a
4: pilgrim, man? You, motherfucking hey, Christopher Columbus, turkey. Hey, hey yo, motherfucker, I got a gun in my hand.
3: You? What the fuck's wrong with you? you? Shoot this
6: motherfucker. Oh, oh, shoot this
1: oh, What is it that brings them out oh, of the fight? There's something that they can... They're watching the...
2: Was it James Worthy shooting? Right, Because yes, they was yeah.
1: like, shoot it, James. Yeah, the Laker game brought him back. And,
2: and they said, that's a black man. <laughs> <laughs> but
1: we find out that Billy stepped in to agree to fix uh, a game for the mob. And then mm-hmm. Sydney's wife says that Billy is the problem. And she's not 100% wrong because right. Billy keeps making the wrong decision. Agreed. Throughout the entire Terrible film. Terrible decision maker. Terrible. But um, hello, who bought the car and f- refused to right, pay? That too? She doesn't own anything. It's all either us you know what, or him. I never him. thought
2: about that, though. I, you're right. She didn't own anything either.
1: I, ne- I never thought about that. And Sydney's wife says, sad story. I'm not giving the money back. I have another idea. And they come in, and they commit the cardinal offense when some guys are trying to watch TV. What do they do?
2: They step right in front of the TV during the game. It's like...
1: <laughs> I remember back when, when I was growing up, the whole phrase was uh you make a better door than a window was what I was always told if I stood in front of the TV. And of course my dad would never have put up with that. I would just right. get yelled at right if that happened. But Gloria says that Sydney's wife will give some of the money back. And there is this hilarious reaction shot where Sydney's <laughs> wife is looking like, <laughs> like I bitch. I never, I never said that. Right, right. And Sydney and Billy need to make up and then go play in the two on two tournament together. So there's a little bit of economics here. There was $1,700 or $1,800 mm-hmm. that Sydney basically stole mm-hmm. from Billy. Mm-hmm. The purse for the two-on-two tournament is five grand. Right. Of the five grand, they'd each get half. Right. So it's twenty-five hundred. The $1,800 is almost there, but Sydney says if if he wins that tournament, he can get out of right. where they're at. So that never tracked with me, but they, they're back and forth. Hell no, I'm not hustling with uh, people that are dishonest. Sydney says no as well, but what is it that makes them change their mind? Hmm.
6: The power of the P-U-S-S-Y. That's why every motherfucker yeah, in the world dress
0: it, fly.
1: Woman says it's yeah, going to do it. Right. Yep, they're going to do it. And in the new movie in the new white men can't jump, mm-hmm. the winner of the tournament gets 500,000. Oh, wow. A little bit different scale. Right. But uh, they go to the two-on-two tournament. The first game is Junior and the Bunions guy from the beginning right. against a couple other guys, and they're getting beat right away. And, and Billy and Sid are coming in. It, Sid is giving a breakdown to Billy of who all the players mm-hmm. are because sydney has been around all these guys. He knows right. who He's the players everybody. Yep. are. So there's two guys that they need to worry about, Flight and Willie. Mm-hmm. They'll be in the finals against us. And Flight and Willie talk shit just like Sid does. Remember, they quit. They said, it's too easy. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, no, just forget. But Billy starts talking shit to them right away, which is kind of out of character for Billy. And Sidney is looking at him like, Like, what what, are what are are you doing? Talking shit now, right. And then Billy goes after one of the guy's hair.
6: You got that big
1: <laughs>
3: got big
6: Z in, G your, G pro. in your fro, yeah, man. man. Come on, what you stop already? Hey, man, what are you, the Black Zorro? Oh, man, listen <laughs> no. up. Hey, no, seriously. You get your
4: hair cut at the Braille Institute? The <laughs> oh, fuck is Opie Taylor talking Don't about that, anyway? Opie Taylor? Opie, okay, hey, okay, I got your Opie, you big, bad, here. gomer pop, droopy eyed son of a bitch. You and the cream and wheat man, take your ass back
6: to Mayberry. <laughs> and tell Ain't B, she <laughs> better
4: have my <laughs> bean pies or I'm going to kick her ass. What are you hey, doing? lurching more <laughs> kicks, yeah? the fuck are you doing? Hey, I'm, I'm doing two things. What? What are you doing? I'm making them mad. Most guys don't play good when they're mad. Look,
6: you know you're embarrassing me. That's what you're doing. Yeah, well, that's the other thing I'm doing. (laughs) I can't believe this. You know, you're not embarrassing me. You are pissing me off. That's what you're doing.
4: We're good, because unlike those guys, I assume you play better when you're mad. Am I right? I'm not listening to you. Yeah, but you are hearing me. You're
1: hearing (laughs) me. And then, (laughs) as the game is going on, Billy is continuing to talk shit. It's like, why don't we gather up all these bricks, and we'll build a house (laughs) from the game with Flight and Willie. But their first game is against Junior and crew, and they win. Second game, one girl is watching her 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 husband or her boyfriend. It's mm-hmm. a big white guy. Mm-hmm. And he's just getting schooled by Billy. And she says, my man ain't getting anything tonight. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. And we, we talked about comedy a little bit, but does your wife come to see you? Mm-hmm. I typically do good in front of her. I have to. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, because in the beginning, she wasn't supportive because I wasn't funny yet. So once I started to get funny and she came out, I have to do good in front of her or she'll just talk shit about me. Are you
1: aware? Me. I mean, is it in your head that she's there? Yes. It puts a little bit more pressure on me. For, for comedy, it doesn't really bother me and doesn't really change things for me when, mm-hmm. when Jen's there. But she very rarely will go see me play hockey or play soccer. Mm-hmm. And it's totally in my head. When she is there. Oh, so you don't do well when she's there. Uh, th- there's certain things she does not see, need to see. Um, I am not a shit talker per se, but I will get loud and I will oh, argue so you don't shit. Wanted to see that side of you. And she does not need to see. And also <laughs> with with hockey, I get hurt a lot because <laughs> I fall down a lot and get slammed in the boards. She doesn't need to see that because she doesn't need to worry about that because she will look at me getting slammed in the boards and say, okay, maybe it's about time for you to be done with this because I can't have you getting hurt and being, you know, in the hospital or whatever. But also when I'm playing a game, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm in that game and I, I will never start something with somebody. But if somebody's pushing up on me or, Playing a little dirty. I, I'm I'm gonna give it back. I'm not gonna just sit there. And and she doesn't need to see that. And well, fortunately she she doesn't very often, but uh but the whole trash talking with Billy to flight and Willie continues and That's when Wesley Snipes start acting like he
2: was stretching. Yeah, <laughs> like we were like Billy was in the beginning. <laughs>
1: yeah, he was no part of it. And he's Sydney's getting wound up and he brings Billy to the side said, this is not about black and white. This is about money. right? And that reminds me of, you see New Jack City. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's not a black thing. It's not a white thing. It's a green thing. Right. Which is what this is. I need this money. I'm not going to let you blow this for me. Mm-hmm. You pissed off. And then he realized, yeah, this is like, what you're doing. Right. He's getting in his head because that's going to make him play better. And the the final game is against Flight and Willie. And mm-hmm. this is where the whole showboating thing Bothered me because this is money. This is real money. This exactly. is five thousand dollars, twenty five hundred dollars a piece. You play well, you play hard, but you, you wanna, don't. You don't make the hard pass. You make the easy pass. You don't make the hard shot. You make see, the easy shot. That's
2: the whole part of the street ball mentality where you want to look good. So I, I I know what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Make the easy pass. Take the shot. Because remember, it was it was one time where where Sydney goes to the hole, but he throws it off the backboard as a pass when it's an easy bucket. And he's like, shoot the shot.
1: Yeah, and that's in this game. Right. And he's talking about it. And one thing I noticed, and this is a thing that very rarely gets called, especially in like streetball, but in the NBA, they very rarely call – carries I knew he
2: was going to say that because they're carrying a lot in that in the, in the movie
1: and and travels there's been yeah. I've seen clips where somebody legitimately picked up the ball took five steps mm-hmm. as they're walking the ball up the court mm-hmm. and have it not be called mm-hmm. but um the ball gets stolen from Sid and the willier flight jumps out of bounds to save it mm-hmm. and he throws it back in but he throws it to either um Billy or Sydney and it's two on one and they're pass. throwing it back yeah. and
2: forth back and forth yeah to a layup and that's when he spins around,
1: throws the pass, and he takes, yeah. Game over. Sponsor's like, let's get the hell out of here. <laughs> and even, even winning, Sydney and Billy are jawing each other. And this is- Because he what, said, why didn't you dunk on them?" Right. Yeah. Thought you were going to dunk it. You're lucky we didn't cough up $5,000, but they're in Sydney's car. And Billy cannot let the dunk thing go. <sighs> I can jam. Whatever. Pride comes before the fall, doesn't it? And he's like, I, I don't care. Stop the fucking car. What? And they pull over, and Billy has this really, really, really stupid idea. I bet my half of the five grand against your
4: half of the five grand that I could stuff it. <laughs> me, wait, hold on, hold on. Look, Billy, you
6: just won it. Let me give you some words of advice. Take some of that money and go and buy I your girl a real pretty movie. dress, okay? Just in case she gets on that damn game show. I mean, you're either stupid or you're dangerous, man. And you can't be stupid, because stupid people know they can't push my buttons and piss me off. So you... You must be dangerous. It, to who? To yourself. He's self, trying to but be man, a good I'm friend right, he
4: really The he reason is. I am to jam in the style. game, all right, is because it's like showboating for the sake of showboating, which you should know plenty about. It's, really it's, like, I'm a good it's like a, a behind-the-back pass when it's unnecessary.
6: Right. Motherfucker, you wouldn't know what a behind-the-back pass was. You have a hard enough time passing gas, motherfucker.
4: It goes back mm-hmm. to that thing I was saying, all right, quoting myself. A white man wants to win first, look good second. A black man wants to look good first, win second. That is the yes. most ridiculous
6: piece yes. of philosophical yes. bullshit I have ever heard. Look, look, right over here. Right over here. There's a goal right there. Get your money, get the ball, let's go. Poking myself. That's absolute garbage. I'm tired of your shit. Yeah, I'm tired of your shit
1: too. So he's gonna have three attempts at a dunk. Right. I, this, I hated this part of the movie.
2: I. Cause I, it's just a,
1: that's a dumb decision. It, because you want to show that you could dunk a ball it's i mean it, it's it's pride and the thing is billy was you know a college ball player right and there's a certain amount of like bravado or whatever with your skills but he he would know he would not he would know whether or not he could do it right and he he first try isn't even close <laughs> Right. Then he takes off his sweatshirt and he says, I don't even know if this hoop is re- regulation. Right. And then Wesley jumps up and Pools pulls his, his head. head. <laughs> it looks regulation to me. And uh, second shot missed as well. And they he was this close. <laughs> was
2: this close?
1: <laughs> and Sydney actually says, Oh, I, actually, I think this hoop might be low. And then he goes over and he pretends to pump up his shoes. Right. You remember the Reebok pumps right. that they had? And then Sydney says it all. White men can't jump, mm-hmm. and it's his third and final try. It's closer than the first two, but still not that close. And Sydney leaves, says, "Good luck with Gloria." And Sydney is muttering to himself, and Billy's just sitting there. And when when I was a uh, when I was a sophomore, so I was on JV in high mm-hmm. school, mm-hmm. the whole thing was, I, I want to get a breakaway. I want to get a breakaway in a, in a game. I can't dunk. In traffic, I can't dunk whatever. But if I can get a breakaway in a game, I can get a dunk. Mm-hmm. And my coach stops practice. Said, I'm sick of hearing about this, Matt. The court is yours. Everybody's clearing out. You show us if you can dunk or not. Did you do it? I did not. I tried. How Three, far? How? I was. I was close. And the thing is, by the next year, by the time I was a junior. I could like double clutch. Okay. I could do anything, but I was not quite there yet. Right. And my whole thought was in the moment, I'm going to be so pumped. I'm going to have so much adrenaline running mm-hmm. through me that I'm going to do it. And I never, in like a regular game until my senior year, ever got a dunk in a game. But my senior year, I had a bunch of dunks in games, and they actually said you cannot dunk in a game. It's a technical if you do. Really? Yeah. So I would pick up technicals for it. I didn't care. <laughs> Really? That was a rule? This is... I quit varsity basketball halfway through the year to play intramurals <laughs> because our... Because they wouldn't let you done. No, because our coach was an asshole. And everybody that was a senior quit, so the team was entirely juniors. Mm-hmm. And we had our intramural teams probably could have beat our varsity team. And I could be... The coach and I had a uh, personality conflict. I thought he was an asshole. And he thought I was. So I was I was riding the bench like oh, I, I'd wow. get like two minutes a game. Wow. And I went and I played inner I averaged thirty eight points a game <laughs> in intramurals. So I mean I could play okay. So play the intramurals.
0: Yeah. I,
2: I could almost dunk. Like I could get up, I could grab the rim both yeah. hands, but I couldn't get the ball in. Somebody would have to give me an alley oop yeah, I could do it like that. But I couldn't
1: like the hand, like right. being able to control like the, the velocity or where the ball's going right. really, really made the difference. But so um Sydney and his wife are having champagne and a romantic dinner at their place. Mm-hmm. And Gloria is drinking wine straight from the bottle by herself. Right. And Billy has a trophy, which I would have just ditched the trophy at that point, but he sees a dress in the window and how, how did he have money for the dress? That, that's what I said, too.
2: I was like, how much money did he have? Well, remember, they gave them some of the money back. Oh, they probably would have given them, so, like, second so. place. But actually, no, they wouldn't have got second place. And well, no, no. Remember part of them getting into the tournament, oh, they, they gave had some, some of the money, money back. back. Yeah. Right. That's but, what I was trying to think of, too. Like, how did how did he have money to
1: buy that dress? But Sydney and his wife, they have sex, and then Gloria's drinking alone, and apparently it's cold in her apartment because nipples popped out. And Billy gets home. <laughs> And and she's not happy and he tells her that he lost the money. And this is the scene to me that was painful because first yeah. of all, he gives her the dress and before he tells her that he lost the money right? and she just kind of laughs about it, but she doesn't really say anything. And then she's trying to get into it with him and he's just kind of, honey, um, I kind of lost some money. And what did you just say? You try to, You know, appease me with this hoochie mama dress, as she called it. Right, and uh, I don't understand. She calls it her money. How did you lost her money or our money? How is she entitled to any of that money? I don't think they're married.
2: Yeah, maybe they just were partners together. But yeah, you're right. Like, how does she say? Yeah, mama. Yeah,
1: she leaves, and candle starts a napkin on fire, and she's walking out trying to hitchhike and the carpet or the napkins, whatever starts on fire. Mm -hmm. So he runs back to the room and then she gets into a truck and the truck guy, the truck says, "Uh, come on in, honey. (laughs) Right. Right. So she's paying for that ride one way or another, probably. But now, um, the mob guys show up. So his Billy's bad day has gotten even worse. Right. And he's now stripped down to his skivvies and he's at, I think the riverfront. Mm -hmm. And he says, there's no money. And, the mob guy says that the shaving points thing was working beautifully. Why didn't you go through with the fix? Because a guy challenged him. It's like Billy's pride is his downfall. He, it is. But the guy puts a shotgun in his crotch and says, Where's your girlfriend? She left me. And they show him a book of pictures. So, what is in this book of pictures? <laughs> Other people that they allegedly uh, harmed that didn't pay them to the So, money, did right? they, after what we find out, did they actually end up killing anybody? I don't think so. I think they just put that in there to scare people. Yeah. So they were, they were all talk. <laughs> right. All right. But he has one week to, to get the money. And well, just think about this they didn't kill him the whole time. And they kept telling him it'd be more valuable to keep you alive because we wouldn't get the money. So, but uh, Sydney is pulling up to a business and there's a shitload of migrant workers there. Mm-hmm. They're all say they'll work for $5 right. an hour. It's another week but there's a guy waiting for him and this guy is basically putting in an order with Sydney to mm-hmm. tile his house. So mm-hmm. that's one of his side right. hustles that he right. does. And he needs a check from the guy for 300. And Billy pulls up and he is jumping into Sydney's scene. He's kind of like fucking off his his job here. Mm-hmm. And Sydney has a legitimate reason to be pissed about Billy about this. Cuz Billy's just being a pest and says man should never act desperate. It's impractical and ugly. And he says, Gloria left me, um, blah, 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 blah. But Sydney is going to help him. And how is he going to help him?
2: By getting her on Jeopardy.
1: Well, he has a, a he buddy get, right. that, that was runs security out, right. on the lot where Jeopardy is is filmed. And he says, got no guarantees. So they go down to a court, mm-hmm. and it's got two baskets. One of them's Ghana. One of them's the other one. I don't know. And that actually comes into play. And it says... I'll I'll tell you what if you make this shot if you make a shot from the three half point court, line it was half court, no it's three believe. point line was it three point he says if you make the shot for three point line I'll get you on the lot you miss I get your car so Billy says no problem he's lined up she's like no not this basket the other basket right. so he's actually shooting from three quarters court and he does a hook shot and apparently he makes it right and uh, next thing we know glory is on Jeopardy right and uh, that's not how you get on the show. You, no, you, you don't no, show up not, on the lot. Right, it's not. not like um, that. Uh, what's the one where you spin the wheel? Not Wheel of the, Fortune. Um, Price is Right. It's <laughs> not like Price is Right, where if you are colorful enough or loud enough, they will pull you down from the audience. You have to qualify to get on Jeopardy. You have to go right. through a bunch of like different tests. But uh, Alex, it's Drew- a movie. They got yeah, it, so, it. Yeah, I get it. Alex Trebek is there. Uh, apparently, the current champ has been doing really well. He won twelve thousand dollars last show. Right, which. That's nothing today. Did you hear how they explained her job? They said she was a disco queen. <laughs> okay. A no, former
2: I, disco queen. And I kept trying to figure out, like, what is a disco queen? Is that an occupation?
1: Uh, not in 1992. Maybe in 1978. But that's what they said her occupation was. Well, she she doesn't do anything except, you know, study and drink all Right, there. right. But... Um, they list off the categories and the first category is sports and she gets the question wrong, which is something I think the answer was Wilt Chamberlain Mm -hmm. and she She answers somebody somebody from football, football, right? But she just goes on a run and all the categories line up with things that she's talked about earlier and she wins, she wins, she wins, she wins. And then after the show is over, Billy is backstage and he's trying to get into her dressing room. Billy. No. Now listen. Yeah, cities there
6: too. Now, even if Gloria takes you back, which would be a fucking miracle, <laughs> don't blow it. Alright? Yeah, right. Right. Listen yeah. to the woman very carefully. You Women do. know shit.
2: Alright.
6: And even if you don't get the words, even if you don't know what the hell she's talking about, just listen.
2: Alright.
1: Then a woman comes out from her her locker room. Or locker room. Gloria!
6: Hey! Hey, I said she doesn't want to see you.
0: Jesus. It's locked.
6: It's okay. It's alright. Look. There's another door, man. You on your own. And remember, you
2: owe me big.
1: So right. Right. Billy sneaks in through the other door, and what does he have with him? He has a fly. Oh, he had he had a guitar that's right? And he sings a stupid song. It's very similar to a song that he sang on Cheers, but he's right. talking about I know I too know what it's like to be thirsty right. and a bunch of other stuff that references the conversations before. And then we see them. They're at a nice hotel, a Hotel Shangri-La. Mm-hmm. And she says, tell me the truth. You didn't think Jeopardy was going to call, did you? He never told her. No, he never told her you got her on there. You think he should have? Uh, I think he should have because that would show that he made the effort. Well, remember, she kept. She just kept saying that they were going
2: to call. And but they, they were weren't. never
1: going to call. Right, they weren't. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think that my wife and I try to have this policy of you know being honest about everything and this is a thing where him being honest would actually potentially help him because he's mm. he's he did this for her yeah, he and, and he could actually say and i had to make this shot from three quarters quarter to the hook right. shot i would risk my car for you baby something but she says you need to trust me more and i said should he tell her what's going on um but she's thinking about the future mm-hmm. and she says that She's going to take, she wants to give him $2,000 of her winnings, not their winnings, her winnings. Right. Her the winnings. whole possessive thing. Was it to get a job and get itself uh, together. Get, right? get, uh, clothes for job interviews. Right. And he says, you giving me money is a bad idea. <laughs> yes. He yes. Right. It, it really he is. She's right about that. But she says that she wants him to aim high. And how would she have that cash though? Because. Yeah. When you win, they don't give you the money right away. No. Right? and. She talks about her plan for Jeopardy. About she's going to win, you know, this day, this day, this day, this day. Jeopardy films multiple episodes in a day, right? And they film multiple weeks in a week, mm-hmm. and they don't cut you a check. You don't get that, done for the that, day. That they is don't cut you I never you thought a check. about that either. Like, yeah, I, because she was staying in a nice hotel, so they probably yeah, she she set her one? up in the hotel. Mm-hmm. But he takes the money and they kiss, and then Sydney is pulling up. At home, and the cops are there, and what has happened at Sydney's apartment?:
2: They broke into his house. Yeah, somebody they got took robbed. everything, right
1: right And his wife is visibly upset, understandably, mm-hmm. and he tries to reassure her.
6: Look, baby, don't worry about it. We get all our stuff back.
5: You promised to get me out of this hellhole, and we're still here. And they took our five thousand dollars, wiped us out, and I know somebody knew what happened around here. Somebody saw what happened. I know they did. You can't come in here and take that kind of stuff and not see something, you know? Yeah, you didn't have to trash
2: the place. Fuck me.
1: And why was
2: it that money in the bank though?
1: Maybe they didn't have a bank, but or don't trust the bank, but I. I wouldn't want to keep that much cash around. Or if I keep that much cash around, it is not sitting out. It is hidden in like a coffee can in right. the back of the right, pantry. Where no
2: one can find it. or They going had to have there.
1: that out in the open for somebody to break in there. and st- Yeah. But Sydney's wife apologizes for losing it and yelling at him. And he says that she doesn't have to apologize. To, and she just walked by. I wonder if she's going to hear this. Um My wife yells at me. Mm-hmm. And when I say she's she yells at me, it's not that she's yelling at me. Mm-hmm. She's yelling while she's talking to me. Mm-hmm. And it, it's directed at me, but it's not at me, if that makes sense.
2: Oh, so it's kind of like a... Is it passive aggressive? Like
1: no, it, it's not. It's not like she's mad at me. She's she's mad about something. So she's yelling while she's talking to me. Oh, I see But what you're so saying. she's yelling at me while she's talking about something. And I'm like, I had nothing to do with this.
0: I'm not yelling oh, at you, you as said. she's yelling I see at what
2: me. I, I get yelled at, and I get that too.
1: So I know, <laughs> I know what you mean by that. But Sydney's wife says she wants a job, and he says okay, and he'll figure out how to get them out of the building, and right. then. Now we're down on, um, what do you call it? What do you call the thing that they rollerblade around down there on Venice that Beach? Be, I
2: don't know. I it's don't not know the what boardwalk, but wh- whatever sure. it is,
1: um, Billy's riding a bike and Gloria's rollerblading. And, and she says if she can win $12,000 a week times five plus the annual title, once again, not how Jeopardy works, but she's thinking <laughs> 80 grand. That is maybe three episodes now, if you look at how like people play today, mm-hmm. but she has plans for after she's done with Jeopardy. What is her grand plan that she's going to do after she's done with her Jeopardy run?
2: I can't remember. She's
1: going to take acting classes. Is that what
2: she said she was going to do? And,
1: and what is she going to get on after her acting classes? They don't exist so much anymore. They were big back in the 90s. I, I can't remember. I don't remember that part. I, I remember her saying, what, what did she say? She's going to she- get on a soap. So she, she wanted to get on a soap opera. So she was going to take acting classes to get on a soap opera. And then after she's on a soap, she'd be on the big screen in two years. This is her plan. That was that, her plan yeah. after winning Jeopardy! Yeah.
2: <laughs> That's funny. See, and I don't remember that part. I just was like,
1: ah. Uh, but Sydney shows up and he calls to Billy. Wouldn't she, Gloria, be pissed at Sydney about the whole, hey, you let my dumbass boyfriend give you money again? You, know, right. you you didn't con him because he, Sydney did not come. No, he did. Billy gave him the money basically, like here. Uh, but Sydney's been looking for and needs to talk to him alone. She asks if it's a macho dick thing. Can she watch? <laughs> I don't even know yeah, what that means. But weird. Sydney asks if Billy has any money. It's like, oh, yeah, I got two grand. It's like,
0: oh, man.
1: I just got two grand. Yeah. He's, he's walking into the same thing. But the king and Duck, who are two of the like famous court players, are are back. And these guys are legends, but if they're legends and they're legends from a while back, wouldn't they be past their prime kind of right. like a little bit easier to be? Well, beat? didn't
2: he say that? He said we could take these
1: guys. Didn't he say that? Yeah, they do say that, but they don't seem like they're that old and they're working courts downtown, um, cost $2,500 to get away, get in. And it's like, well, Billy has two grand. <laughs> mm-hmm. Good. Let's do it. But Billy has a moment of clarity. Um, he can't do this right. He, Somewhere right. in that little pea brain, he has, I can, I just got her back because she just gave me this money. I cannot do this again. And this is what the money's for, right? But Sydney says this money could save his marriage. He could move in a week. Um, so what you con me twice? I mean, but I don't think she's going to go for it. And Sydney says, you owe me. Then Gloria comes back and, and Billy's trying to play it up. Hey, honey, there's this big game downtown for money. And she's just dumbfounded. She can't believe it. Um, you're thinking about playing with my money and then blah, 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 blah. And she kind of lays out the, um, the reality. Was that of,
2: metaphor again? Did she say about the win
1: and lose? And No, but she says this about gambling with her money. And this is the last clip.
3: Look,
5: Billy, you gambled my money and went through.
1: My money. Honey, I promise you,
4: this is the last time.
5: The last time? What do you two think that I'm a fucking woman or something, <laughs> huh? <laughs> Billy, what do you do? You take me for an idiot?
4: All right, all right. I I have I a solution. A okay, I will guarantee victory. Okay, I've never offered that before. I will guarantee victory. I we we can guarantee victory, huh?
1: So he's kind of looking like uh, uh, he's living like, yeah,
2: because he yeah. knows it's it's, it's a massive situation. Yeah,
1: right? but he's he's that's a big ask though. You just got the money. Yeah. And I love
2: you, baby. <laughs> Goodbye. Would, I, you, would you make that
1: move? I I hate losing money. Right. And like my wife and I will go to Vegas and we have an allotment of money to lose every day. And mm-hmm. I try to not lose that. Small allotment of money to lose right. every day, and I love to gamble, which is doesn't go well hand in hand because I will get easily frustrated, and I'll sit down and I'll start betting, and then if I, if I'm losing, I'll just double my bet, double my bet, double my bet, figuring I'm going to make it all back in a hurry. So mm-hmm. I I piss through my money in a hurry, and then I'm angry with myself for the rest of the day, not right. because I'm out of money, but because I lost that money, and I will only take money or only take bets generally for things when I am a hundred percent positive and mm-hmm. with a sporting event, you're never going to be hundred percent positive. You can be, um, positive about a lot of times with, I'll be talking to somebody and there'll be some stupid random trivia fact like, well, Peyton Manning threw three touchdowns against Cincinnati in November of whatever, or something stupid like that. Mm-hmm. And if I know that and somebody disagrees and I'll bet you want to bet 20 bucks. I remember the last time I bet on sports was when LeBron went to the Heat. Mm-hmm. I bet, bet that that? I worked with $400. They would not win the NBA championship that year. Wow. And that was a nail-biter. <laughs> that was a nail-biter. they were close, but yeah. yeah. And I can think of, you know, I was going to ask, have you ever, like, I, I was never good enough at anything to hustle anybody, pool or basketball right. or anything the the closest thing ever to hustling was when i was in high school um there was this this writer for the local paper mm-hmm. and he wrote this article about girls high school basketball and it was very very controversial because the whole point of his article was girls basketball is awful they they suck it's bad to watch it's boring they're no good <laughs> and a bunch of people like just dug into that and girls were super, super pissed Mm -hmm. about it. And one of my buddies that I played ball with my entire life, he was like, he was my, he was my guard. I was his garbage man. He would drive and go up and then he would just know instinctually where I was going to be. And we were both sophomores and we were in a class with a bunch of seniors. And there was one senior girl who was recruited for college and she was going to go play college. She was all state in basketball. And we were talking about this article and somebody said, this is a load of crap. And and my buddy says, okay, you got, got my boy, Matt here. He's, he's sixth man. He does not start Mm. on JV. You have this girl here. She is going to Georgetown or whatever to play college ball, all state in basketball. He will beat her in one-on-one best out of three, you know, twos and ones. I'm looking at him like, "What the fuck are you doing, man?"
2: <laughs> so he volunteered you for the yeah, winter.
1: and he said, "Don't worry about it. I'll I'll put up half the money." How much was it for? It was like four or five hundred dollars, and this is high school, and I was worried that I was right. going to lose. I did not, <laughs> and it wasn't even close. But that was the closest I ever was to hustling anybody, and that wasn't a hustle. That was just you know <laughs> I had as good a chance to lose as anybody else. But they get into the the games, and one thing I didn't understand was money is exchanging hands on mm-hmm. every time a point is scored. Mm-hmm. How does that work? As far as... Somebody makes a basket, this guy pays this guy. Another guy makes a basket, this guy pay, pays this guy. Every right. time a basket was made, money was right. changing hands.
2: Like who's running it? Yeah. Yeah, see, I, I've never been involved in anything like that where it's been gambling on the spot. Well i know shooting dice we mm-hmm. we might do stuff like that where we may shoot dice you know like between friends or something like that um to where you exchange your money in that aspect fights break out but i've never been in like a sports event where i've been in a sport where you gamble so i've never i wouldn't even know what that would be like because that's a lot of pressure for somebody else's money you got to try to win that's yeah. a lot of pressure
1: yeah, the, the same guy that I talked about just a minute ago that brokered this whole bet thing. Mm-hmm. When we would go out bars, mm-hmm. you know, we're 25 years old. We would bet on air hockey games. And the, we didn't know who was playing. We just go up but to a
2: side bet. Like, yeah, this person is. Yeah, win
1: I'm going to take this guy and we would bet on Everything because this now guy How much just,
2: money would you?
1: Pay? I mean, it was, you know, five bucks a point. Oh, okay, okay. It wasn't too much, but he would gamble on literally anything. He didn't care. He's also a stockbroker. makes sense. I was about to ask, how, what does he do now? Yeah, yeah, he's a senior vice president of wealth management okay. for some stockbroker. Okay. Yeah, he's got okay. he's got cash. He's okay. okay. But there's a lot of showboating in the championship game, mm-hmm. and it's now a uh, point game or game point for Billy and Sydney. And Sydney is, he's just sweating bullets. He The sweat is just pouring off him. hmm. Billy cuts and there's a backwards alley oop dunk for the win, and there are dunks, and there are dunks. Right, like you can dunk a ball. Maybe what he did, you need way bigger hops. Right, that's I mean that's way right. over the over the the rim there. But they hug it out and now they go back to the hotel that Gloria was at. She's not there, and then Sydney sits down in the bed and Billy saying it's not right. I didn't lose this time. She's still gone. And they talk about the same thing. That's stupid what he thing. said about the. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you win, you lose. Sometimes you lose, you win. But doesn't make any more sense coming from him. And Sydney has four words for him listen, listen to, to the, the woman. Line. Yeah. But um, where was that sage advice when he was trying to convince him to play <laughs> with Gloria's money? <laughs> he should have said that to him. I thought he did. Well, I, I
2: can't remember if he said. Something to him about it, but. They fight about
1: it a little bit, but the mob guys show up. Right. And uh, so. He pays his debt. Pays his debt. They take some fake pictures. No hard feelings. And it's all about respect. I respect you guys. Sydney's there. and He's just kind of hanging out in the background. (laughs) Like, I don't don't know what to make of this. Right. And Gloria's not coming back. Nope. And she left me before. She always came back. But she's not coming back this time. Right. Maybe you're better off. And then uh, they're talking about getting a job, and then they kind of close with, "Hey, maybe you can hear Jimmy now." Right. And we we start or we close just as we started with the acapella singers from the beginning, and then there's a freeze frame, and the movie's over. So,
2: the bigger question I have is, doesn't Sydney owe him money for showing that he could dunk?
1: Well, no, because it was, or that, it was that, just that time. Was just because that he time. said
2: he couldn't dunk, and then he showed it that he could dunk.
1: Yeah, no. And he's not going to get that. That's blood from a stone. Sydney's <laughs> never given <laughs> up his money for anything. So for me, the movie held up. I, I enjoyed it a lot. Right. I, I liked it just as much as I did when I first saw it. I thought it was really good. I thought that just the the back and forth between Wesley Snipes and Woody Harrelson was really good. I thought Mm -hmm. the humor was there. I thought it skirted that edge of. It it used race as a tool, a lot of
2: stereotypes,
1: but it didn't. Mm -hmm. It never crossed that line. The
2: movie was a stereotype: white man can't jump. So yeah, I I agree with you. Every time the movie's on, I stop what I'm doing and I watch it. Um, I,
1: I enjoy the movie. That's kind of why I don't want to see the remake. There is one thing that really bothered me about this film, though, is that if you watch Woody Harrelson and Wesley Snipes, Mm -hmm. they're not very good at basketball. Their form is terrible. (laughs) I mean. Well, I I was going to say this. I do think
2: Wesley Snipes had to learn to play basketball mm -hmm. during that role. Like, I think he knew how to play a little bit, but I think that they really had to work with him.
1: But Woody Harrelson, he's got a two-handed shot. Yeah, he he's done. a chucker. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he does not have a yeah, great he form. It, yeah, it's not a good form at all. But So I would definitely recommend this to anybody that hasn't seen it. I don't think I'm going to run too. into anybody that hasn't seen it, though. Well, you might. The younger generation, that's why they sure. have a new movie now. But I agree with you. Uh, so movie's over. Before we say goodbye, I just wanted to kind of bring it up. If, if there's anything you've seen recently that like movie TV that you thought was really interesting that you'd like to recommend?
2: Uh, I
1: just went to go see the Spider-Man movie. Oh, the into the spider verse.
2: Yeah. I think it's good, but the way it ends, my son had a problem with the ending. Yeah. You know, it's going to be a part two.
1: Yeah. That's my son said he was a little
2: bit pissed about, you know, a lot of people when, when that happened, you could just hear people talking in the movie theater. Like, Oh my God! Is that it? That's it. That's it. Because it seems like it's gonna go on for a whole another hour or so. The way it ends, it just stops. Yeah, so, he said
1: that he was watching. Like he's looking at his watch, and he's uh there's a way too much to wrap up before it's right, done. Right. And they
2: leave you there with like, okay, I, I want to see what's gonna happen next. That's kind of how they do. So I mean, I think it's a good movie overall, though. Uh, That's a good movie to me, though, um, that I just recently seen.
1: Yeah, the thing about it not ending or, you know, there's going to be another one. When Jen and I watched uh, the first Lord of the Rings film, Mm -hmm. she didn't realize that there was three of them. Mm -hmm. And when it ends, she said, three and a half hours, and that's it? Right. And I'm like, oh, no, there's there's like eight more hours of this. Right. She's like, I'm not watching it. And it kind of seems like it's the same thing through that movie. Yes, I did not like those films. Yeah. I agree with you on that. But I watched something I thought was really interesting. I watched a documentary on Jared from Subway.
2: You know, what? what what's that one? I, I think it's watch on Netflix. It. Okay. It's on I heard, Netflix I or heard, HBO. Heard, it's on World or I heard II. something about that.
1: But I think he's kind of like the white guy's R. Kelly. <laughs> because he's a guy who just had everything, right? And what he did was messed up. I mean, super, super messed up. I can't. So he, he was messing with he was messing with children, right? And when you say children, we're talking like he was looking for seven eight. See, girls. R. Kelly wasn't No, R. That Kelly bad. was still younger right. because Aaliyah was fifteen She's or sixteen. 15. Well
2: the interesting part about what R. Kelly did, there were a lot of guys coming to my high school doing the same thing. There were always like the pretty women mm-hmm. that were in high school, they always taught the guys in their 20s. So, what he did, I think we kind of look past the things that we've seen coming up as kids ourselves. Cause we've seen older men picking up women, you know, getting their hair and nails done, 25, 26 years old, talking to someone that's 17.
1: Well, you know, and Chappelle had a great thing about R. Kelly. Years ago, when he mm-hmm. had the original um, Chappelle show, mm-hmm. and what R. Kelly was doing, what R. Kelly did was not a secret. I mean, it was it wasn't. It, it, people knew, mm-hmm. and just like uh, Weinstein, you know, people knew this shit. Mm-hmm. The thing with Jared in this, it's they have actual audio recordings they play of him. Yeah, where I watched that. And the way he gets busted is crazy because the way he gets busted has nothing to do with him. And it has nothing to do with little kids either. It's one of his buddies' wives was doing bestiality videos. Oh wow! And that caused a raid at her house, and that kind of brought Jared into the Did whole thing. Did they
2: find videos? Yeah, they or found something. other stuff.
1: Yeah. Wow. So I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna have to watch that. then. It's, I'm gonna have to look at It's 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 a tough watch, but so. We're all done. Um, okay. I want to say thank you so much. It was a great conversation. Oh, I um, appreciate it. And, you know, hopefully you had a good time. If there's anything you want to plug, either, you know, your Facebook, Insta, whatever, you know. Uh, yeah,
2: just follow me on Facebook under Comedian Silas. Uh, I'm on Instagram and TikTok, uh, the official Silas, DA official Silas. Um, I'm also in the contest of the Funny Bone, the finals, uh, June 14th. Uh, that's pretty much it as far as on my end.
1: Cool. So if um, anybody's listening, please uh, give us a rating on... This is not the part I normally do. My part, podcast partner normally has so I have to try to remember this. Uh, like us on Facebook. Um, you can send any questions that you have for us at uh, batamaxrewind at yahoo.com. If you listen to us through iTunes, give us a rating and review. And we will be back next week for... The Postman Always Rings Twice, which is Jack Nicholson and Jessica Lange in an erotic thriller. So, once again, thanks a lot. Um, I'll talk to everybody soon. Thanks a lot, guys. <laughs>